Welcome to Between Alpha and Omega. I'm your host, Timothy Farr here, and I have Drew and Curtis, but we also have a guest, our first guest on the show. Please welcome Caleb Carnes. Caleb? Hey, everybody. How you doing? Yay. Yay. He is on the podcast couch, our first. We're breaking or we're popping our cherry on this one. Our guest cherry. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. guest cherry. I'll be gentle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's because you have a boner. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Don't notice that the table is now raised. That's a, that's a str- any boner that can raise a table is quite strong. Yeah, so. that's mighty wood. <laughs> He's been doing his cock push-ups for years. <laughs> wow, this podcast is taking a turn already. <laughs> yeah, we told uh, him that we have the explicit tag, and he's like, let's oh, go with it. Boner jokes right off the Kegels. top. So, yeah. uh, I'm sure our fans will love that. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to introduce Caleb to everyone, even though he just cracked a boner joke. It's fine. Uh, Caleb, who are you? Where did you come from? How do we know each other? Yeah, um, so I'm Caleb. I have been friends with Tim, I want to say since... 2005 2006 something along those lines i guess maybe even before that because i was that spy i don't know what spy is but good i'm glad you were there i hope they did well Um, you were the one that was extremely pissed at me for doing that no that was brad tucker now i remember the spy thing it was brad tucker because i knew you were the spy brought in all right let me start over here uh i'm caleb garns uh i know should i say my last name you just did too late. <laughs> All right, find me. <laughs> I am now deleting my Facebook. Um, but uh, I know Tim through, um, we went to different churches, but those churches could just kind of built up a relationship due to the youth pastors uh, that were involved. Who are best friends. Yeah, they are. They're BFFs for life, those two. Um, so we just got to know each other that way, kept in contact for a long time. Um, a little bit more about me. I was a youth pastor for a year down in Texas. Um, I have a degree in biblical studies, really focusing though a lot with youth ministry. One thing I'll say is the youth ministry is of course challenging as everyone knows. I would say the first six months of it were the best, some of the best times of my life. I was a volunteer youth pastor then, and then the last six months I was paid to be a youth pastor, and those were the worst six months of my life, <laughs> literally some of the darkest times. So Funny how that works. Right? Yeah. So that's that's my spiritual like backstory in a very condensed form. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little bit about me, and I'm, I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have you here. I told someone that's very dangerous putting you and me in the same room that's together. That's true. That's true. Um, because of our background. <laughs> we have a we kind of have a similar story of going to a Christian college, getting that degree, and then doing some kind of a ministry, then getting burned by that. Yeah, so. for sure. And the spy story that Tim was alluding to was my youth pastor, Matt Netzer, great guy. He basically um, wanted to bring in someone to pretend like they were an outsider and they were like a non-Christian coming in to the youth group just to see how everyone, all the kids would interact with him. And he came in, I believe wearing like mostly black, all black, much all black. Um, you know, like and, baggy jeans, like the Jinko G- jeans. Yeah. Oh, God. I, yeah. And I think there was like a chain <laughs> wallet or something in there. It screamed limp oh, biscuit. Yeah, oh, God. Um, and he was standing off to the side and I knew him at that point. I think we had interacted one other time before. Maybe. So I'm like, okay, I know that's him. And there was a couple people that did come over and say, hi, Tim is a method actor uh, <laughs> from the school of Daniel Day-Lewis. I will say it was an impressive performance. Thank you, thank you. Great. Uh, sat in the back for most of it, and uh, this kid, Brad Tucker, 
love that guy. Brad said, um, like, man, that guy just doesn't want to talk, does he? All right. And then... <laughs> And Netzer then at the very end says, hey, I just want to let you know we had a visitor here to kind of see how you would interact with. It was like a social experiment to tie in with his message. Yep. And Brad, that kid, just basically said, dude, you hid that from me so well. Like he was like blown away by how well he stayed in character for like two hours or something. It was the whole night. Yeah. The whole night. So um, that's when I was like, I respect this guy's skill. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I used to make like the videos uh, on like you did the video team for a little bit. Yeah, I, I did the video team at mine for a while. So, so you guys um, really are like the same person. We have a lot of similarities. It's kind of sure. weird, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the ministry, the uh, pro wrestling love, uh, all of that stuff is tied in there. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> you have Alf's kind of kin and then Matt's kin. And it's weird. It's true. I may be a little bit more ADD than you, maybe a little bit because of Alf. Yeah, maybe. I, I uh, especially in my speaking style, like when I do a message or preach, like I definitely have yeah elements of him. When we thrive on ADD in this podcast, perfect. Yeah, well, as you've noticed when we introduced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, thank you for that introduction, Caleb. Uh, what's been going on with you guys? I had an interview the other day for a promotion at work. Ooh. Not so confident in how it went, but we'll see what the turnout is. So I feel like that's pretty on point for having a podcast called Adulting. Adulting. <laughs> Interviews and such. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Did you do the suit and tie and all that? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Nice. I always make sure I'm snazzy. nice and, yeah, sni- nice and sharp and snazzy whenever I go in for those things. Nice. Nice. Do you wear a bolo tie? No, mm. no. Get a bolo tie. I mean, that's definitely like that's gonna set you apart from everyone for that's sure. That's all you want. So, <laughs> There's I mean, a dude that I work with and his employee picture, he's wearing a bolo tie. <laughs> <laughs> How old is this guy? He's like maybe twenty nine. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> is he awesome. A, is he a hipster? No, no. He's just, he's just a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I feel that's like cool. you can't wear a bolo tie without a ten gallon hat. I think it fits the character the most for sure. Yeah. But if you're just rocking a polo tie and a tee, I'm talking <laughs> to you. T-shirt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Like, what if he's wearing a t-shirt that looks like just a button up? That's lazy. That's just lazy. <laughs> I don't like that. No, come on. All right. All right. To be. Perfect. So that was it? Just interview? Interview. I do have something just on the side to talk about because I took my car to get the maintenance done today. Yeah. And something that bugs me about a lot of the service industry and things like this and customer service. So the only thing that they did was they did a tire rotation. Wow. I went to South County Tech School for automotive Mm -hmm. back in high school. And one of the things they taught us is if you're going to rotate the tires, you really need to do a cross rotate. I'm going to give you the short version where you basically the back two tires, you're going to switch from left to right and put them on the front and the front just roll back. Yep. So at that point, you're supposed to balance the tires so that you don't have any wobble or anything. Right. They were trying to upcharge me 40 bucks to have the wheels balanced. Weird. Isn't that part of a tire rotation? Yeah. That's what I told <laughs> them. I was like, balancing the tires, you have to do that every time you take the tire off the rim. Yeah. I'm not paying you 40 bucks for that. Right. Wow. Good. So that, That's awesome. Yeah. That's my plight. And I feel like problems in our economy, we're upcharging for things that are supposed to be standard. Like blinker fluid? Like blinker fluid. <laughs> even though blinker fluid is not even a real thing. <laughs> I know. 
I, I, I really hope that when my fiance listens to this, she's not a car person at all. It, she'll be like, babe, what's blinker fluid? Because I'm going to press pause at this point and just be like, hey, when's the last time you had your blinker fluid changed? <laughs> oh, yeah, that reminds me. That like, will, she'll just be like, oh, do I? I just want to mess with her. I love, love oh, you, babe. But That's awesome. I'm going to mess with you later. Drew, anything? What happened to you? Lots of stuff happened. Yes. Crazy things happened. Yes. I can't talk about the biggest thing that happened. Yeah, not yet. And now you're alluding to not it. Yeah, I'm alluding to it, but I can't talk about it. No one knows what it is. It will be happening. We'll probably talk about it in a future podcast. Yeah. Stay subscribed. Yeah, this is the long, overarching story of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what was Drew talking about in episode five? Yes. <laughs> it was kind of a standard week. Felt really slow at work. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know, they... Since I'm in go this, to work half the week. Hey, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this new position, and they're starting me off slow. Mm. And I'm a very quick learner, so I'm, like, ready to go on to the next step. But the next step isn't happening for another two and a half weeks. Oh. So That's rough. I'm just going to – either I'm going to take on more work or just kind of buckle down and improve what I've already done. So, um, whoops, that's me. I made the table – Wow. Kabom. Just talk yeah. more awkward noise that we can't edit out. <laughs> Damn boners, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I can't wait to listen to this back while no. I'm editing and cringe the entire time. Let's be honest. This is now the boner cast. <laughs> episode, this is episode five, correct? Yeah. Episode five is not adulting anymore. It's now episode boner. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually episode four. Episode four. In our main show. Yes. So. Oh. It's just the fifth episode to come out. Yes. Actually, the sixth. Yes. Okay, let's get real technical. <laughs> break <laughs> down all of our episodes for our listeners so that they can put these in chronological order. They already are. Hey, Tim. Subscribe to the podcast. No. Nope. Tim, have we had anyone email us? No. No. No one no. likes us yeah. that much. All right. Well, mm. I, we do actually have quite a bit of subscribers that do listen to the show. There is one guy that I used to work with. Shout out to Dan Benner, who loves the show. What's up, Dan Benner? Shout out. Hey Shout Dan. out. He'll listen to that and probably message me on my Google chat at work, and it'll be funny. Nice. So there are people that listen to it, just no one comments on it. That's Which, fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, no. My week was... I'm very sorry. Just kind of normal... Normal life. Life week. And that happens. It's really cold, which is annoying. <laughs> it was, what, 13 degrees? Yeah, it felt like one. It got yeah. down to seven on Thursday night, so. Yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit when it's my turn. Caleb, do you have anything? What's been going on with you lately? Yeah, so I I actually have had a lot of interviews recently. Um, I worked at a company that I just really was not enjoying where I was, and the fiance's like, I've got my job. You're already interviewing for other jobs. Go ahead and put in your two weeks. Hmm. So I put in my two weeks, and they go, go ahead and go home. I'm like, nice. <laughs> okay. And they're like, don't worry, you'll get paid for like the two weeks there. Yeah. So they hated me too, for nice. sure. Like, That's it was, awesome. Yeah. So I got, Mutual hate's good. It, I guess so, because yeah. it got me two weeks paid <laughs> to just sit an interview. And that. so uh, this last week, I had two final interviews. Um, I had one where it was like a, another, like a, a first round, and I could tell there's going to be a second one. Yeah. I got an offer Friday. So I was going to tell you guys this story earlier, but I was like, mm, I feel like I can save this one. Content. Yeah. So Friday, I had a call with this with the company for to 
have a phone interview, and it's going fine. And then all of a sudden, I notice, oh, that's a, a Georgia area code. That's the headquarters for this company that I had a final interview with. Mm. I'll get to it later, but I really had to pee. Like, I had to pee real bad. I drink, I drink like a ton of coffee, a ton of water. I had probably had like a gallon of both in my system. I had to go. So I decided to listen to the voicemail while uh, peeing. My cheeks, though, are a bit big. So I accidentally hit call the person Perfect. while I was peeing. Perfect. And I realized that. I go, oh, crap. Turn it off. So I turned it off, went back to listening to the voicemail, and they call me back. Once again, my cheeks are quite big. So midstream, I cut it off. Stop Ooh. what I'm doing. Not cut my penis off. My penis is only I cut off the stream of my pee to and get this guy's call. Not going to lie. When you try to cut the stream off at that point, That's, you're still peeing. Yeah. So I am totally peeing my pants while talking to this guy while he's giving me an offer. Nice. I'm like, oh, no. Yes, I totally peed my pants on Friday. And then I was like, well... I guess I'm going to try to go for a run right now around my air. <laughs> and so I went for a run and I'm wearing like these um, like long, not pants, but like this, the Spanx, whatever I'll call them Spanx. And then like some shorts. And I went running in those. I get back to the condo and basically around my crotch, it's just frozen. Nice. <laughs> I had just frozen pee all over there. So I'm like, well, this is great. Right before. And this is being, I don't know. When is this being released? Oh gosh. The fourth. Yeah. Thursday. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So this is the day after Valentine's. So this is right before Valentine's Day. My fiance gets home as I'm in the shower, just trying to clean up and everything. She's like, why is the washer going? I'm like, well, that's a funny story, babe. <laughs> so I had to tell her that right before our Valentine's Day dinner. <laughs> nice. Or like, romance. I could just tell she's like, I am not attracted to you right now at all. I love you, but I'm not attracted to you at all. It's awesome. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Pee pee pants. That was, is that going to be my nickname? <laughs> pee pee pants. Caleb pee pee pants. <laughs> uh, uh, or we could just call you piss spot, just like your uh, piss spot. Yeah, piss nice. spot. Uh, if you ever want to watch something really weird, Sorry. there's a YouTube channel with two episodes called Piss Spot, <laughs> where a guy grades places the pee. I think in South Carolina or something like that. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like porta potties or like the woods? Or... No. So I was, I'm a big Tom Segura fan. Tom Segura was on a, a podcast where he showed this video. If you know anything about Tom Segura, that's a weird dude. And him and his wife love watching weird YouTube videos. So this one, it was just called Piss Spot, where this guy found different places to pee. And it would just be him in his car going, All right, I'm on the side of the road on Highway 70. It wasn't Highway 70. Uh, looks like a good spot. Gonna whip my dick out. <laughs> he just starts peeing in the middle of his car. And he goes, all right, here's the area. Shows it off in the background. Pees. And then opens up his car door. Dumps out the pee. And he goes, I'll give that one seven out of ten cans. <laughs> it's not bad. And apparently there's only two episodes because that guy probably got arrested. Arrested, yeah. You know? Like the cops were like, oh, you're the guy from Piss Spot. <laughs> yes. Let's have a talk. Oh, people are weird. Yes, they are. Yeah, this podcast. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. It's awesome. Uh, as Curtis alluded to, I did not go to work like Tuesday and Thursday. And then Friday I left early. It was just one of those weeks where I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So I didn't. And then when I went to work, was it? I think it was 
Friday. Yeah, Friday. And the funny story was uh, Frank, the Crown Vic, door wouldn't open because it was frozen shut. Mm. So I had to climb in through the passenger side to get into my car. And mm. then this window wouldn't come down. So that was cool. That was my Friday. And I was just like, you know, nah, not, I'm, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not going to work. I'm, yeah. I'm just, nope, nope. I had a, I had a day like that. Um, I lived in Chicago for a while. And I had this really crappy apartment that was on the first floor. And it was, I think it was my last winter in Chicago. There was a day where the wind chill was negative 40. Oh, no, I'm like, gross. Yeah. I'm like, I can't get out of my apartment at this point. I was trying to open the door. I could not open <laughs> it at shut. all. Yeah. <clears throat> Luckily, though, like a window opened up. So I was able to crawl out the window. <laughs> but then as I crawled out the window, it was dry outside. So I got a bloody nose. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm starting to realize my, my, Stories involve bodily fluids freezing very to me. Frequently, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a very common trend. Yeah, so yeah, blood froze blood. to my face. Nice. Which looked, I'm like, all right, I'm just going back inside and cleaning this off. I'll be late, <laughs> late for work. I just had one of those weeks where I don't know, something wasn't right in my brain, and I just was, nope, I'm I'm sleeping now. I I can't I can't right now. The depression hit hard. Well, <laughs> I was going to save this for one where I talk to myself on the podcast, uh-huh. but I think I'll tell the story here now. Uh, I will just maybe elaborate more. <clears throat> so I interacted with this guy on Twitter um, who used to be a former student of mine. Mm-hmm. And some context there, um, this guy is now 28 years old <laughs> because I'm old. Yes, you are. And we met, I was 22 and he was probably 17. And this was the one I was at that second church. And I met up for dinner with this guy now, man, I will call him kid because anyone that's younger to me is a kid now. Um, and we're just talking and having dialogue and he tells me, you know, I feel brainwashed by the church. I feel manipulated by the church. I don't believe in God anymore because of what the church and what Christianity has done to me. And it just, it kind of broke me in half a little bit because he said beautiful things about me. Like you were always encouraging to me. You always lifted me up. You were always there for me. And it just kind of broke me in half of going, Oh my God, this guy doesn't believe in Jesus anymore because of what the church has done to him, how the church was just a machine and kind of used him and spit him out. And now he doesn't have faith anymore. Mm -hmm. And throughout the conversation, I kept going, I agree with you. Like, yeah, I went through something similar. Yeah, I had these experiences as well. Like, I kept going, yeah, 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 yeah. But I still maintain my faith. And it just kind of broke me in half of, <laughs> he even told me a story. Hey, do you remember like 15 years ago when you said da-da-da-da-da? And I was just like, How, you held on to that for that long? Yeah. And still applied to your life? It just broke my brain. And I, 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 I'm still real reeling about it like i i don't know how to comprehend it because you know that's kind of my legacy and we talked about that before of how i've been doing youth ministry for so long and ministry for so long and now i'm having these adults now having conversations with me and being like yeah i don't believe in god anymore because of this reason and it just kind of threw my whole week off where i'm just like uh uh no I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't. It's understandable. Oh, and, and then work just is awful right now anyway, and, and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast when I do my solo episode, but, you know, life. But it just kind of broke me, and, and that's kind of, if you've been listening to the show up to this point, we've been kind of talking a lot about 
those things. The church having its flaws and Christianity having its flaws or, or saying as Christianity lives in its parents' basement. That's the fun thing we've been talking about. Um, but <laughs> let's get out of Sadville for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs and, and I kind of wanted to make this episode a little bit more fun, a little bit more upbeat, and just talk about being adults. Because I, I don't want to speak for anyone on this couch but we all are kind of terrible about being adults. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> right. Very guilty. Anyone that says they're good at being an adult is lying to themselves. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. But let's, before we jump in, what's define adulting? I know, daunting. But yeah. <laughs> let's just define what it means to adult. Knowing that you have to go out of your way to buy stamps. Ooh, that's good. That's true. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. I remember one time I was dating a girl and I didn't have any stamps and she was coming over. I said, Hey, can you bring a stamp? She's like, one? I go, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one stamp. She brought Just the stamp. That was nice. I appreciated that. Oh. I think it's in a God, that's tough to be able right? to like narrow that down somehow. But I would just try to say you you've had enough life experience to get things. That's probably my like broad definition of like, okay, yeah, I need to pay the bills on time or else that affects my credit score or something like that. When you start thinking about retirement oh my God. and pensions and yeah. yeah. When I figured out a 401k, it was way later than it should have been. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. I'm holding my hand on a podcast. This is my retirement savings account right here that I'm holding. How you looking? Yeah. You know? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. But every time I get this in the mail, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. oh. Tim, you're old, dude. Dude. <laughs> like, in 20 years, I'll be able to retire. Like, Hopefully. Weird. Hopefully. Well, I have a pension with the government. Oh, well, that's okay. I need to get one of those jobs. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> well, it sounds like they kind of suck. That sounds yeah. like it's the only really good benefit. Yeah. Well, and I can literally, e I email my boss while I'm in bed going, yeah, I'm not showing up today. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe adulting is you can take care of yourself and anyone else you need to take care of, I guess. Maybe that's a good definition. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's realizing that, hey, I need to take a break or need to slow down or stop. That's taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because as a teenager, you just go, 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 go all the time. And don't think of the ramifications. At all. No. <laughs> Maybe adulting is the moment where we can't eat Taco Bell anymore. I, that and when you get hangovers. Two-day hangovers. Yeah, mm -hmm. two-day hangover. Yeah, not just a hangover. Like one that's multiple days. Yeah. Because when you're younger, you're like, oh, that was yeah, Usually, like, you just, or like, back then, you'd drink a glass of water, take a shower, you were fine. Exactly. And now, it's all day. <laughs> How old are you again, by the way? Uh, I'll be 30 in May. You'll be 30. Okay. And I'm 28. Babies. Yeah. Yeah. I, man. We're young right. guys. <laughs> I'll be 35 in April. Okay. Me too. So, yeah. No, wait. April what? 8th. That's right. Okay, I remember that now. I'm 24th. Yep. And I still feel like we were talking about pro wrestling right before we uh, started recording. I have to. I I get to watch pro wrestling every Wednesday since my fiance watches The Bachelor on Monday. I'm sorry. You know what? I <laughs> I get to. I really get to practice insulting people, and oh, there's good. no ramifications. For yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
I couldn't imagine giving that up right now for like changing diapers. I would, yeah. but it's not something I have to do right now. These are things that I think about like, you know, when my wife and I have this family that we're going to have inevitably is that like, I play a lot of video games, right? Oh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's probably over. Like when, when this comes up, you know, it's probably not over, but you know, to the extent where, what I do now, like mm. I, I would, I would gather cause I have a friend, um, um, and he had a kid previous marriage and, um, unfortunately he doesn't get to see him anymore. But whenever they had their child, um, he, t- he told me, he was like, oh, no, there's no way I was giving up video games. So he was like, he used to just, like, put the baby <laughs> on his chest or something mm-hmm. and then, like, play, and the baby would just sleep on him. And I'm like, Perfect. okay. That's awesome. That's a good strategy. And I have a few other sense. friends that do the same stuff, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess, you know. You don't have to totally right. give it up. It's just one of yeah. those things. Yeah, it just adjusts. It changes. Right. Yeah. It yeah. All evolves. Because I, I have some... I have a buddy whose wife is pregnant right now, and he's been talking to everybody, and he's like, my life is officially over. I'm not going to be able to do anything, blah, blah, blah. Please tell me you tell him, yeah, it's over. No, I do. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, dude. Someone's that depressing. It's just make it worse. Right. (laughs) And I'm, I'm always just like, dude. Your wife makes your life over to begin with, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> rip. <laughs> Put that out on blast. Yeah, you know. Uh, I hope they're listeners. Oh, he definitely doesn't listen to this podcast. Why not? Because no. he doesn't. <laughs> All right, yeah. fair enough. Uh, adulting. Adulting. Here, I haven't put in my two cents about this yet. Um, adulting is realizing that water is better than everything else that you can drink. Mm. That's good. And actually drinking it. <laughs> actually yeah. drinking water. Yeah. My wife has done that part of adulting. She drinks 60 ounces a day now and, like, tries really hard to drink 60 ounces a day now. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a while, yeah. but I just felt like I spent the majority of my day peeing. Yeah, I, she yeah. does that anyways. Okay. Even if she's not drinking that much water, so <laughs> not a big change for her, you know. Fair enough. I mean, we, you guys know I peed my pants. So right. Uh, yeah. So I'm drinking too much yeah, water. Yeah. Lot. Yeah. Plenty of water. Yeah. Frozen did, pee. Yeah. Did uh, Did you actually pull up like the definition of adulting? No. That's up there. So I I looked it up real quick, and it's the practice of behaving in a way characteristic of a responsible adult, especially the accomplishment of mundane but necessary tasks. So here's my problem with that definition. <laughs> the <laughs> word is in the definition. I, I agree. So. Yeah. Yeah. But and wait, crap! I should have. I want to see where that came from, actually. Urban Dictionary. Mm, uh, Oxford Dictionary. Ooh, Oxford. Mm. Mr. Mm. Oxford himself. Yes, that is me. Mm. <laughs> I'm a really big fan of his commas. Ah. <laughs> okay, I think you're becoming a dad next because you've got the dad jokes already. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's nope. going around. All right, Curtis. <laughs> so, who's the mom? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. That was a good response. I like that. The couch does have a broad spectrum when it comes to relationships. Absolutely. You're yep. married. You're happily single. Yes. I'm happily engaged. I'm happily divorced. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. We've, got, we've got a broad spectrum here, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I had to put that in. And it's the day after Valentine's. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Curtis and I had a, a mandate where we watched very disturbing movies. Very disturbing movies. What movies? Brightburn, which is the movie about like 
It's like it's, evil Superman, right? Yeah, it's like evil Superman. Okay. Basically. Cool. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then we watched this really fucked up movie called Tusk. Dude, Tusk Gosh. is horrible. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a horrible movie or terrifying? No, it's no, actually, it's, it's like. disgusting. It's it's a good, good movie, What's but that? it's just nasty But I will never weird. watch it again. What's it about? This guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it. <laughs> yeah. So a, a guy wants to put another guy into a walrus. He like make him a, a turns walrus. Turns him into a walrus. Yep. Yep. He was an adventurer back in the day. And didn't the walrus like paralyze him? No, the, no, walrus. the walrus saved him. Oh, the walrus saved him. Okay, <laughs> and he and he had and he had to kill the walrus the to to save himself, right? To save himself, so he felt guilty about it, and he wanted to have a walrus walrus friend, and so he made that's so stupid. He wanted to make someone into a walrus. This, this is <laughs> that's so stupid. This is a Kevin Smith movie. If that oh, tells it is. You yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I like Kevin Smith. I just think like he. I wish I was in that pitch session. Yeah. All right, studio. Here's the deal. <laughs> so I think it, it was, did pretty well. It too. was on a okay. podcast. Was it? Yeah, the pitch yeah. session was on a podcast. So That's so cool. Oh, I got to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, it's Modcast. It's Modcast with him and his producer friend. And okay. they just start spitballing this movie. Or they read an article that was a BS article, like okay. one of those, you know, Bat Boy articles. And it's about this guy who wanted to turn people into walruses. <laughs> so then they started talking about it and... He starts writing the script. That's cool. Like I, I now I'm so excited. I'll probably watch this at some point. It's on now. Netflix. But Kate's out of town next weekend, so that's my weekend. Play right. that in Total War. So heck uh, yeah, dude. That, that's going to be my my weekend. Adulting. Total War, yeah. like Warhammer, or I just got uh, the old uh, Empire. Okay. And I was like, this looks like I'm a big history person. Yeah. This is right up my alley. So I <laughs> I need to get a new mouse because mine died a while back so i was like Meh, whatever now i have this i'm like mouse time that gotta hop into this pretty soon Are you, you like any guy? suggestions suggestions on a mouse or did you get a mouse already i haven't yet okay so we if you have one let me know i have lots of suggestions about peripherals for pcs i'm wow. wired about shit like that right on that's cool <laughs> i will definitely i am curious what also did, tim what, what yeah. did you and the missus do for uh valentine's oh so uh i felt horribly sick and we don't like Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. So she went and got sauce on the side for us. Oh, uh, did you get the Duke? No, I got the uh, cockadoodle noodle. I haven't had that one. And she got the meet me in St. Louis. That one's good. Yeah, I have had that one. That one's very good. Cockadoodle noodle is macaroni and cheese, chicken and bacon. Mm, that sounds and good. And it's pretty damn good. Perfect. Wait, uh, what's the the like? It's the cheese sauce in there. Or? They actually give you garlic butter on the side. Ooh. Oh really good. How are you standing? My stomach would just feel like I have a giant rock in my stomach at that point. You know, I'm really fat already, so <laughs> I kind of just like, you know. I feel like the burrito that I just <laughs> fed you is heavier than that. Uh, maybe. I mean, I ate, I kept picking at the chicken, too, afterwards, that there was like a bowl of chicken. Yeah. It was just smoked just enough where I'm like, just keep on nomming on this. It's so good. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. That's what, for my Valentine's. So we were trying to take it a little easy. We're getting married in May, and we've got a really nice honeymoon coming up. Okay. So I'm like, backstory, last year we went on a cruise. We didn't know it was going to be over Valentine's <laughs> until we'd already booked it. Okay. So we mm. spent Valentine's in the Bahamas last there you year. Go. Which oh, was really wow. awesome. Yeah, it's kind of hard to up that. Yeah. And, like, we're not big Valentine's people, but I consider myself a, like, slight romantic. I just like to do something nice whenever I get the chance. Sure. We had not been back to the place we had our first date at. So we went to Three Kings on Manchester, 
nice. uh, where we had our first date. It's not like a. It, I love know, that food's place. Nice. Yeah, yeah I love food's that nice. Place. Good beer selection, but it was just sentimental for us. So right. that was like our, you know, big Valentine's plans was going back to where we first met right. uh, over a year and a half ago. <laughs> this so. is a romance podcast now. Yeah, we're all no. All right, it's Tim. adulting, man. <laughs> it's adulting. It's your turn. I told you. We yeah, watched. We talked about what we did. Tim and I literally did. No, but night. like, what were the extracurricular activities after all of that? Uh, we went to bed, not yeah. together. Yeah, we went <laughs> to our separate beds. <laughs> In our separate rooms. I don't judge. Yeah, this I mean, a... if you guys slept together, it's fine. No, that no. didn't happen. Not this time? No. Okay. Was there any under the table boners? <laughs> <laughs> not after watching those movies. No, no, no there's no way after those <laughs> movies. Tusk got Tim. Going. Mm, Violence. <laughs> where where is this podcast going? Dude, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> this is the this is gonna be top of the line raunch, raunch. and weirdness. And it's I'm funny because we're talking about adulting. We so. are. Yeah. I'm it's sorry. True. I'm sorry. I brought this. No, here's, no, no, <laughs> you're, here's you're the perfect. thing, Caleb. Here's yeah. the thing. Th- I think that's part of adulting. Yeah. You can just freely talk about boners. It's true. We're adults. Right? Yeah, no yeah. one's gonna scold us. I mean, we're not going. Okay, so question for you guys: What church right now? Are, are you guys going to a church at any anywhere right yes. now? Yes, that's yeah. a negative ghost writer. Negative for you. Drew okay. is the only one that goes to church actively. Okay, yeah. cool. Like, where where do you like? What denomination? Uh, we went from boners to church. Yeah. Really? Well, I, 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 stick with me. Okay. Caleb's <laughs> just taking over the show. <laughs> I should I'm just curious. go. Sorry, so man. <laughs> oh, you're fine. we don't need you anymore, Tim. <laughs> so Dang it. Um, I'm no longer the funny one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they... Alpha and Omega with piss pants. Yeah. <laughs> piss pants. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Turns into a shock jock show. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, you're good. No, you're uh, good. I don't think it's really a denomination. Um, okay. They, they, they're they part of a group of churches, they say, is confluence. Confluence. Yeah, I don't really know what that means. Okay. But... Might want to find out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. My, my the reason why I was asking was I grew up going to, like, went to some Pentecostal churches, yep. went to... Um, basically evangelical churches yeah it wasn't anything where it would be like a methodist church some presbyterian churches where yeah they're not going to talk about sex but if it's brought up they'll just kind of politely skirt around it as as very taboo but in a like a pentecostal church if sex is brought up they're going to start looking at you as if you have a scarlet letter on you yeah as if you've already committed a sex crime yeah yep so like yeah we're adults we're mature enough to all kind of understand that it's okay to talk about sexuality it's kind of silly it's kind of funny yeah. in a but lot it, of ways but it's taboo or just like cuz i mean i i know that i mean i've had funny stories about times i was having sex and yeah there's random stuff that happens yeah you yeah. know I don't think it's necessarily taboo. Not, I don't find it to be well, taboo. In church. Oh, in uh, church? Yeah, yeah. I would taboo. say, it, depending on the context. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're not going to be like, hey, did you jerk off this week, dude? They're not <laughs> yeah. going to bring that up or anything, but they might be like... Well, they're very... At least the church that we were a part of, mm-hmm. you and me, Caleb, we did the whole uh, purity ring thing. Right. And purity right. promise thing. And mm-hmm. it's very like... Sex is very taboo and almost wrong, and all this other stuff. And I remember being a pastor, and because I dealt with young adults, having to talk to these people, especially even married people, would come up to me because I was married at the time and going, like, I feel guilty about having sex with my married partner mm. because it's so ingrained in you. Yeah. And yeah. that's the problem with the church. But, you know, hey. 
it is a problem. One of the problems. Yeah. I think, and that one of the problems yeah. that just dates back to a serious issue in the history of the church yeah. that's been there before even the pilgrims, back to like medieval Roman Catholicism, where even then sex was seen as an impurity. You should refrain from it unless procreating, and that's not the way our bodies are. Most people, there's some people that could probably handle that, right. but most of us can't handle that. That's not the way we're geared to be. So. True. Just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I would say I don't. I don't feel personally uncomfortable talking about anything with anyone that's at my church. Hmm. That may just be me, Maybe. but it also doesn't seem like they try to censor you from the having discussions. Doesn't. Yeah, not at all. That's cool. So that is cool. So you, you were talking about who goes to church, and I said that I don't. This is bringing back when I was talking about that student and how he doesn't want to go to church, and this is the thing that kind of broke my brain again. Um, I started talking about how I would do church, and we talked about that in one of the podcasts. Yeah, about the home church kind of. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, yeah, I'd go to one of your things. What do I do with that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Make a home church. <laughs> like, that's what I'm starting to think that I need to do. feel called to do so. Right? But I don't know. Like, is that something that's really on the table right now for me? I, I don't know. Hmm. Is it? I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I keep dreaming about the show and kind of the things Shit. that I want to do with the show and expanding it and making it bigger and doing other things like you were talking about playing video games, getting between alpha and Omega and doing a Twitch stream with video games. Yeah. Caleb, you're an improv guy. Let's bring yeah. that up. Let's do a YouTube show where we just do stupid skits on YouTube. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Uh, Curtis, you watch literally TV all the time. Do a review show. I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how like small groups I think should be. I mean, we oftentimes the church will make small groups on, uh, okay, you live in uh, Manchester, so there's our Manchester small group. You're in South County, there's our South County small group. I, I always kind of wished it was like, oh, they all work out together. Oh, there's a gym group. And I think some churches do that, but that is something I see that could be really successful. Yeah. Well, it's for, kind of doing it backwards. Instead of having like this big church, it's just having a bunch of small groups. Well, I also like, have this thought of what are, what is your passion and then just doing it, but doing it in the context of like a small group or a thing or an organization and, and just doing it because. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a passion for being an idiot on a podcast. Why not record it all the time? Sure. And do it, you know? I don't, I don't know. There's something about this passion and just doing it that's really just driving me right now and when i have a former student who doesn't believe in god anymore saying you know i'd come to your things i'm like okay what what can i do is it really do i need to start every sunday night we start hanging out here and going through a study or something can we drink while we're doing it um, why not why don't, why don't you Love have it what if you had him on the podcast i want to get him on the podcast you but should. yeah that would be cool it would be cool yeah i'll tell you off air who it is okay yeah that's fine yeah because yeah. you'll be like oh yeah I, I, I'll be honest. Now I'm very worried about my future because my memory is so bad. <laughs> I might not remember this person. I like, w you will. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I promise you. Okay. Uh, cause Kate, <clears throat> we're in all the wedding planning stuff. And then she, she brought out this huge stack of envelopes and I go, what's that? She goes, you were supposed to help me with invitations. This week. I was like, I totally forgot. All right. Well, I guess I will put away the bachelor Darn, we don't get to watch this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we still watch The Bachelor. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to drop that. No. no. I'd say watch The Bachelor one no. time. No. I've, I've watched it. No. Yeah. It's hate it. Like, it's, no, it's absolute garbage. Yeah. Like, all those people are terrible. 
but mm-hmm. it's so much fun to make fun of them. Yeah. Maybe maybe if I had a few drinks. Maybe. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, you uh, have yes. to drink. Yes. Okay, okay. Also, if you can follow the batch <coughs> the Bachelor Reddit while it's going on. Oh dear. The comments are gold every Perfect. time. I mean, they jab. I'm like, I consider myself to be heartless sometimes. That got my sometimes time, Caleb. Half Some, the time. Okay. Half the time. Better. Half that's the better. time I'm heartless. <laughs> But the other half, <laughs> man, it was great. It's really good to watch it that way. Good. Um, uh, another mandate. Why not? Yep. <laughs> Single dudes watching The Bachelor. It'll yep. be awesome. Yeah. Wrong with that. Yeah, adulting, guys. This is what we do as adults. Just sit well, around and... Part of adulting, too, is I think being able to open up to something completely new. Yeah, absolutely. Because oftentimes when... I, I don't know if you guys were like me when you were teenagers... You had that one style of music that you like or those certain artists that you were really into or, oh, I only do this. This is my thing. And then you get older and you look back and you're like, oh, yeah, NSYNC wasn't that bad, you know, or <laughs> right. whatever it is. So NSYNC isn't that bad. No. But Backstreet Boys <laughs> is actually really good. That right? I draw the line at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, <seriously? laughs> I'm kidding. No, but like I thought NSYNC was stupid because my sisters liked it. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, they're. We're pretty good, actually. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, totally get it. Like, you have your brand or your loyalty as a teenager, and then you're just like, no. Next question. What did you wish you learned as a kid that you would have <laughs> wanted to know as an adult? Finance. Oh. Finance? Yeah, finance yeah. would have been a great tool to have, like, as an 18-year-old. Could be adulting a lot better right now had I known finance back then. For sure, I get it. I think for me... So I just found this out a couple weeks ago, and it's been really messing with me a lot. Like, it's changed. Okay, my childhood makes a little more sense. Uh, I just kind of found out that basically my, my dad had to deal with some stuff that I didn't know he had to deal with. And it was it's mental health stuff. And, I mean, I, I've struggled with depression since I can really remember. And just kind of finding out that your parents are messed up, too. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. probably would have maybe, in a way, maybe helped me relate to them better. Might have inspired me a little bit to like, okay, hey, they don't have it all together, but they're going for it. I need to do that. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm boring. I'm boring him. Oh, no. no. It was a boring oh, I said story. It was finance. It was a boring story. <laughs> What's more boring than finance? I just saw a yawn. So I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I always get tired around this time during the pod. So yeah. Just, that's just true. It was the gooey yeah. butter cake. That that's what it. it was. Yep. Mm. And the like two pound burrito that he ate. <laughs> <laughs> that burrito was really good, man. It was awesome. You guys, thank you. Some yeah. Good food there. Good. We're going to make Drew cook next time. That's fine. Yeah. You can make your chili. And no, I won't complain that there's meat in it. Okay. I will. Even though I'm not vegan or vegetarian. Is it, is it like a hot chili? Uh, I can make it that way. I like a little spice. Tim, I, I like sexy chili, actually. Yeah. Sexy chili? Yeah, mm. yeah it's got to be dressed up in some good lingerie. Yeah. yeah. Some lace, please. <laughs> so I will literally put your chili in a pair of underwear. <laughs> no, it needs to be a diaper. <laughs> it, yeah, so it looks like fucking shit. Oh. Spicy poop, bro. <laughs> that was actually a youth ministry game. Yep, yep. And you put chili in the diaper and have yeah. kids eat out of it. Either that or like melted candy bars. Yep. Those yeah. also look like yeah. turds. Yeah. <laughs> Youth games were on weird. <laughs> I thought about that not too long ago because I think I didn't really do games a lot with, I, I don't think I did too many games with the kids. I think I did like, hey, uh, like a get to know you sort of like scavenger hunt talking amongst the kids, like who's yeah. been out of the country, those kind of things. 
but I might have done a game or two, but I just remember games being so weird where I'm like, I'm never volunteering to eat baby food. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so bad. When we did it at our church, yeah. I was in charge of it, and we called it Mean Time. <laughs> That's when we showed the clip of me hitting uh, Nick in the face with the chair. Oh, my God. I remember that so well. <laughs> we talked about that last week or I two weeks ago. The best part of the story, though, is Alf getting a close-up on the blood coming out of his face. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, look at that. Let me see. Let me see. Get, look up to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that was our youth group. Yeah. So I was in charge of doing the games, and I would just really just be mean. Like, what is the meanest game I can think of? One year, <laughs> I... There was a frozen shirt game that I saw. So you put you freeze a shirt, and the kid then has to put it on. Mm. Well, I took it steps further where I froze the shirt, put it in a bucket, put water in it, froze it, and then you had to, like, chisel the <laughs> shirt out <laughs> and then put it on. That was one of mine. Uh, another one was getting eating 15 White Castle cheeseburgers. Oh. Yeah. God. The Dude. Syrup challenge. That's not that. a punishment as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do that. You, I'm pretty sure your ancestors were part of the Spanish Inquisition. Well, probably. Oh. Just the meanest <laughs> stuff. I, do you guys remember any of the stupid games that I used to do? I don't remember I any don't, of the games no. that you did. I do remember one game that we did whenever we went down to Springfield for a conference or something. I didn't go to that one, I don't think. But it was literally who could chug a two-liter bottle of soda the fastest. Ugh. <laughs> who would like to die today <laughs> right. we did um one it was like a, when we did a dating series i remember this one where <laughs> it was one of the games i did uh, you have two chairs and then you put a blanket over the two chairs but you spread them apart so then there's looks like there's three chairs and then you tell the kid to go sit in the middle of the two girls so he just falls to the floor <laughs> <laughs> just just unnecessary. <laughs> so good. Another one. I think this was Alf's. <laughs> Wait, and you and you wonder why kids feel like they're manipulated by the church? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just torture these poor kids. Yeah. Um, another one was uh, he would tell us pretend you sit in a chair, pretend like you're on a roller coaster, and then you'd go walk into the room and be like, "He's actually trying to poop." <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like embarrassing teenagers. Teenagers who are like the most sensitive to being embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is youth ministry, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I did that stuff too. So yeah, I feel <laughs> terrible about myself. <laughs> most of us stuck around when we're still friends. Are we? I think so. I okay. Li- I, I live in your house, so I, I would like to think we're friends. <laughs> and you're not going to murder me in the middle of the night. So how do you feel about a tusk? Uh, being arm? Um, like I said. <laughs> If that ever happens to me, if I ever get turned into a walrus and you're the one that finds me, just put me out of my misery. (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to live my life as a walrus. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned finance. (laughs) You wish you were learned as a kid. Anything, Drew? (laughs) Filling out tax forms and filing my tax returns. Yeah, no one literally tells you. Literally, no one even remotely addresses that. Nope. Yeah, I didn't. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you have a job. Um, Here's a W two. What is that? What's this form for? Uh, And then you know the IRS is like breathing down your neck because you haven't filed for tax (laughs) tax returns and shit like that. It hasn't happened to me, but or remembering your social security number. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I've had that memorized for years. Well, I think I remember the first time I realized that was going to be a thing. There was something like was at a Walmart, and there there was a giveaway. Like, you have to put your social security number down. I'm like, oh, I don't know that. They're like, 
you might want to learn that kid. Like I was 16 and that feeling of having 22 year olds tell me to memorize something. I was like, Oh, I'm shamed. Okay. God, if I went to Walmart and they asked me for my social security number, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're hilarious. (laughs) We are, we are also talking 20 years ago for Caleb and I. Yep. This is probably like 2002, 2003. (laughs) I remember the eighties, just a little bit of it. Yeah. I was only, I I remember born in the (laughs) eighties. I remember Bush senior. And the, and the SNL skits with Dana Carvey yep. and all that. Yep. Yeah, a lot of my memories come from SNL and then also like um, a fair amount of like football games, things like that. So, yeah. Mm. Of course, WWE. Uh, yes. Oh. Back then, well, WWF. I didn't like it then. Really? I didn't like, I hated Hulk Hogan, and he is a terrible human being. So oh, yeah. Absolutely sure. terrible. Yeah, so I, I didn't like Hogan. I didn't like Ultimate Warrior. It was when Bret Hart became like their top guy where I'm like, this is cool. I started really getting into it more in the mid to late 90s, so like DX and yeah. NWO when that stuff was going on. What they call the Attitude Era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was more of a WCW guy where Sting and uh, Hollywood Hogan and the Outsiders and all that. Yeah, because they the thing, old. the thing that I like about wrestling, and we were talking about this a little bit, wrestling is good, yes, when you invest long term. But when there's that little bit of reality to it, to where you can suspend disbelief, where the, those moments where you go, oh, wait, oh, yeah, I know it's fake. It's OK. They're not really killing each other with steel chairs or anything like that. <laughs> um, so maybe you remember this, Caleb, when uh, Kevin Nash threw Rey Mysterio into the trailer like, like a, a lawn, lawn dart. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, Kevin Nash. Here's the thing. Kevin Nash is legitimately six, eight, six, nine. He's a big guy. Rey Mysterio is legitimately five, one, five, two. Mysterio dives out. Nash catches him. Like you know, I'm. You guys can't see this if you're watching it or uh, listening to this, but you guys here can't. He catches him like this and throws him into a lawn dart into a trailer. <laughs> it looked amazing. When you're kid, when you're a kid, you're like, well, he's died. He's yeah. seen my Dead first now. death, legitimate death. So yeah. One of, <laughs> I'm the host. Uh, one of the things I remember where adulting hit me square in the face uh, was when. <laughs> I hate bringing this up all the time uh, when I got divorced. Uh, so the w- we met when I was 19 years old. I was still living with my parents. And then we got married when I was 22. So I went from living with my parents to now living with somebody. And then when she left, I didn't know how to do anything. Because yeah. I didn't know how to run a house. I didn't know how to do basically anything. I kind of did things because when you have two people it's half the load and now all of a sudden i'm in a house by myself at 28 years old and i don't even remember how to get into my bank account right because she did all that what's funny is that i'm actually like with that situation i'm surprised the house is still standing right (laughs) (laughs) you're not joking well and funnily enough and i don't know if nick urban listens to the show but shout out to him he kind of saved me in a big way i remember reaching out to him and being like, hey, dude, can you live with me? Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Hopefully he's listening. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't talked to him too much lately. I need to go up and see him. Yeah. We probably need to make a field trip of that. But He'll yeah. be here next weekend. Really? Yep. Why? Mardi, Mardi Gras. Gras. Oh. And I'll be driving. Gross. Yep. Is no. that the guy that got hit in the face with a chair? Is that no, the same no, no, that's different, different Nick. No, okay. different Nick. Different Nick. All right. Nurbin. We call him Nurbin. Affectionately, Nurbin. Cool. Yep. Um... Yeah, he kind of saved me, and we kind of started doing things together, and he really helped me out a lot. Yeah. Because here I am, 28, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know, kind of like that. 
it's kind of funny that Nick Urban taught you something. I think it was more of me panicking, not knowing what I was going to do next and how I was going to support myself with one income. I was there when you called him. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing what to do. Here I am, single income, and I have this house payment that is literally more than my paycheck at the time. Yeah. And going, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, This is terrible. And so he kind of came in and, yeah, that was awesome. And mm-hmm. now I'm able to support myself more, and now I have uh, rejects who society has thrown out and living here, and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was not thrown out by society, thank you. <laughs> I'm joking. Neither was I Tyler. Re- I rejected society. <laughs> what, did, what did you reject about society? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to throw it back in his face. I was really, <laughs> I was really hoping you had something there. It's like, ooh, that's a spicy line. Oh. I, it, that's why I said it, because it was a spicy line, but there was no merit behind it. Man, yeah, I'm some sorry. spice on I'm that Sorry line. I got your hopes up. So that's when adulting really hit me in the face was that time frame for me. Mm. Um, buying another car was another thing that no one really talks about, like yeah. buying a car. Like, do not listen to the car salesman at all. No. Yeah. No, don't trust them at all. They don't have your back. Absolute thieves. Right. Banking, finance, uh, and then you get into weird stuff like retirement and 401ks. and. I think, I think for me, like a time where I really had to worry um, a little bit was when I was living in Chicago and I, my parents were like, Hey, you're not going to be on our health insurance much longer. Mm. That for me was that happened huge, to me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a huge realization. And you're like, and in my head I go, Oh, that's fine. I don't really get sick that much. They're like, you want to have dental? And I'm like, well, if I hate going to the dentist, okay, never mind. <laughs> I guess I won't go. Um, but then just thinking about that more and more, I was like, I really have to, at the time, so Tim mentioned I, I do improv. At the time, I was going to Second City, taking classes uh, in Chicago at, at this theater called Second City. Um, I was performing in different places, and I was really pursuing improv. Um, did a little acting as well, and I thought, well, this is what I'll do. The thing about that starving artist lifestyle is you oftentimes don't have benefits. Yeah. You don't have health care, and that's a, that was a big concern. And the more and more, and I, and I think around that time as well, um, my dad was diagnosed with like skin cancer. I think it was what it was. You know, skin cancer is incredibly treatable and that's great, but it's still cancer, scary yeah. word. Mm-hmm. So I kind of then even, I think started to say, I, I got to make some changes. I really got to make some changes. That happened. My grandfather who I, he's my hero to this day, he passed away. And I, the, one of the last things he told me was just make sure you take care of yourself. It was like the last time I saw him. Just take care of yourself because I was moving from Dallas. I would visit him in Oklahoma City occasionally. And I was going to Chicago. And I knew it was the last time I was going to see him. And he told me that, and it didn't hit. It didn't hit at all. Mm. But it stuck with me long enough for me to be able to realize I, I need to be able to take care of myself right now. And I can't without health insurance. And living in a dangerous city like Chicago, where I got hit by two cars at two different times. Um, so your car or just like walking? Walking. Oh, wow. Yeah. The the one time that was really bad was I was going to Einstein Bagels to get a bagel because I had a bad hangover. And I, it wasn't a far walk, but I was just crossing. I remember it was Diversey and Sheffield. If you've been to Chicago, you probably know those cross streets. I'm heading that way, and I had I saw the light said I could go. I saw the little white guy. You know, you trust him, right? Yeah, I trust that little white guy. You trust <laughs> the little one, right? You know yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, this green Tercel, I remember, makes a Good right quality. right into me, hits me, and I go flying off the front end. Ugh. Hit on the curb, 
And I'm laying there and I just started laughing because I'm like, oh my God, I just got hit by a car hard. And I look up and the guy looks over at me and he just drives right off. Of course he did. <laughs> He's like, nope. In Chicago. He's alive. So I'm just going to keep going. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So good. Good. People wonder why I don't like Chicago. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I love that city. I think, well, so I went to Chicago last November. Oh, you went there in one of the. You don't go when it's cold. No, 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 no. Let's let's just slow down. It was not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I went for a bachelor party. Okay. Nice. Genuinely, like it was fun, but any time that we had to leave the house we were staying at and I had to interact with people, I encountered the worst people. Where were you staying? Uh, that's a. Good question. I don't know cross streets up there. Do you know like any landmarks that were nearby? We were north of like the city of Chicago, like okay. we were north of the pier, probably about three or four miles. Up. So were you kind of by like Wrigley Field? Mm, not that I recall seeing. Okay, gotcha. You're on. I mean, you're on the north side. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of bros. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Probably a lot of girls crying on the side of the road because they're drunk and they can't find their boyfriends. As you I, do. <laughs> it, one of my best friends who's a diehard Cubs fan said the Cubs uh, mascot should not be a bear. It should be a girl crying on the side of a road, missing her shoes. <laughs> Perfect. I, Jay Berger, if you're out there, buddy, love you. <laughs> but so yeah. I had, I think three specific instances and I'll tell all three of these stories. So like the first night we were there, we were going to go out to dinner. So we went to this really nice burger place. Um, Remember what it was called? No, not at all. Oh, man, okay. I have terrible memory. Oh, man. But here's what I do remember. There were like 16 of us, so a large group, and I accidentally selected the wrong burger place because there were two of them mm. uh, just like a few miles apart. So the Uber driver took us to the wrong one. I was like, shit, and had to go back to the other one. And so me and the groom, his brother, and that might have been all – that might have been us – but so we show up to the restaurant a little bit late. Most of the guys already had their drinks, and I went to order my drink. The groom ordered like a whiskey diet, something like that, because he's diabetic. Uh, his brother just ordered a coke because he's not a big drinker, and then I ordered a beer. Mm -hmm. I was out of the sixteen, I was literally the only guy that he ID'd. <laughs> okay, which was like, all right, whatever, yeah. like not that big a deal. But everything that happened after that, like. Me and the groom's brother, our food showed up way later than everyone. Yeah. It took 20 minutes to get that beer. And the worst part about it was we were the only table in the restaurant at that point. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. So, like, the food was really good. Yeah. But the service was so bad. This is one of the handful of times in my life that I left a single dollar tip. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that that's the bad experience there. I got gotcha. you. I mean, it's not the best. Yeah. I mean... It could happen anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then the next day we went to go see the bean. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, touristy. Like, yeah, touristy. We were there, so we were just like, well, let's check it out. And we kind of walked around the whole area. But, like, literally as I was walking up to, like, admire the bean, this dude comes up to me and just starts begging me for money because he wants to get a permit so that he can do his drum circle on the side of the road. And I was like. <laughs> as you do. As one does. I yeah. was like, no. Yeah. I'm I've not. had that happen to me before, too, except yeah. for the dude who's like, I'm trying to raise money for a basketball camp that I'm having for these kids. And I was on a youth uh, missions trip to Chicago, and my youth pastor was like, this guy's trying to scam you. Yeah. And so I told him, I was like, no, go away, scammer, or something like that. He yeah, you don't do that. fuck out. I'm not surprised. They're very he aggressive. Was, he was like, what the fuck? 
you think I'm lying to you? Just like went yeah. crazy. And I was like, get out of here. I'm so, not giving you any money. The trick that I had in Chicago was I wore headphones at all times. Uh, unless, of course, I was with someone. I would wear headphones and I wouldn't even be listening to music. Yeah, just have them on. And people wouldn't talk to you. And if they did, they'd be like, hey, do you have any? Like, sure don't. Yeah, they just go like, you make a motion like you don't have. And they're like, okay. And they walk off. Yeah. There was occasionally some aggressive ones along the way. Uh, but that was my trick of like, oh, you're, and it happens. There's beggars everywhere. Um, when I went to Houston for my bachelor party uh, a couple weeks ago, we had some very aggressive homeless guys down oh, there. Yeah. And I will say, Houston, your homeless population all has bikes. How? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad they can get around. One guy, though, said, hey, man, my uh, my car died, and I'm trying to get some gas, and he's riding a bike. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> what? Well, aren't cool. you? Cool story, bro. Yeah, why don't you ride your bike, man? You're fine. <laughs> um, but then that, he was very aggressive. My friend just gave him like three bucks to like leave us alone because he just rode beside us for three blocks. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, weird. The second one had a bike as well. He also had a golf club and would just drop a ball, hit a pitch shot right over into another building, and then bike off to another spot. That sounds awesome. It was. <laughs> but then he would be like, hey, guys, do you know my father? We're like, no, my father in heaven. I'm going to tell you all about him. And he oh, went, good. <laughs> were like, I was like, yes, this is so weird. And I, I was worried he'd like follow us back to where we were staying. He didn't. But that was a good 15 minutes. And my, my poor groomsmen are just like, stop enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> can't help it. Sorry, though. Yeah. Uh, so the bean, aggressive guy. He was. I'm trying to remember the last one. That might have just been like the two things that stood out. Mm-hmm. But like I just kept running into. What in my like my best friend? He was enamored. He was like, dude, seriously, every single weirdo that Chicago has to offer found you. Because <laughs> I was with him the whole time. He yeah. was the groom, and he was like, he was like, he was thoroughly entertained because he knows I don't like Chicago, and yet drug me up to Chicago. Was that your first time up there? Uh, no, no, I didn't think so. Because, I mean, you've had other experiences, and they've all been bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. don't, I I didn't like Chicago either, Curtis. And I was I've only been there once, but I mean it's a cool city. We at one point we went to a bar, and like everyone at the bar was cool. Mm. That was the only like good experience that I had in yeah. the general public. Oh man, there's Chicago. some there's some really cool bars. My favorite arcade bar is up there. I lived a block from it. Nice. I would not be. I'm like I'm going by myself to go play WrestleFest. And just drink some really good beers and just be there for two hours. I had the top score with Mr. Perfect. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Still there? Uh, I'll bet that game is still there. Somebody's so, your high score still there? I haven't been there. So I went there in, what was it, like September of 18. Was it 18? Yeah, September of 2018. And I didn't get a chance to play it because we were there to play office trivia with some friends. Okay. So I was like, oh, I really want to see if I still have that top score. But uh, <laughs> it, the game was still there. Um, hopefully, it, hopefully I still have. If it's a CJC, then I still got it. So. There you go. <laughs> All the Chicago fans who hate yeah. me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're, you're, you're listening to four guys in Cardinal country. Yeah. <laughs> Card- <laughs> Cardinal and Blues country. I'm sure they're excited. Yeah. 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 We probably don't have any followers in chicago yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know 
Yeah, I, I, I actually uh, a few months ago. If you are, leave a comment. They can leave comments, right? Well, they can use, go to the website between alphaomega.com and check our contact form and they can email us. If you do and you're in Chicago, just give us your best hate mail. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I want to hear it. I really want to hear it. I, I kind of want hate mail. Like, I'm really oh, kind I'd of excited. I would love to have hate mail. I would respond to all of the hate mail. That's why I kept saying over and over fights. again, come so then, at me. So then next week, how about if, if you leave the best hate mail? Will you read it, Tim? I will read it. Yeah, absolutely. Please leave the best hate mail you can leave. And make it creative, not just mean. I mean, creativity, right? Yeah, Yeah, points for creativity. Even if I know you and you're like a teenager, yes, please. Even if you love me, I don't really care. Just send the most awful thing you can send me. (laughs) I'll read it out loud. Yeah, don't hurt. Don't actually hurt anyone or anything. But, <laughs> but say mean things. <laughs> say mean things. Yeah. Uh, this is not the uplifting podcast. Eh, nah. Life's not always uplifting. It's true. Very true. You got to fight to lift yourself up. That's good. Well, it sounds like the motivational poster that you would find in the cubicle farm. Yeah, you got to fight for your right to Lombardi. That's <laughs> <laughs> what Travis Kelsey said. After they won the Super Bowl. God's chosen team. Oh, yeah. Chiefs won the Super to. Bowl. Congrats, I forgot man. to say something about that. Congrats on that. Thank you. I'm have a huge people, Chiefs fan. Everybody knows that. I talk about it all the time. people even heard the episode yet that yeah. we were, okay, predicting the scores? Yeah. Okay. That's did we predict the score or did we just predict the winner? W- the winner? Yeah, we just predicted the winner. Did yep. everyone pick the Chiefs? I don't know. I didn't have an opinion. I picked the Chiefs. Yeah. I picked football. Good. Yeah. The football, football was going to happen. <laughs> the football game will happen. <laughs> the Super Bowl will happen this yes. year. Yeah. Uh, do we want to bring up the crazy crap that happened with the Super Bowl and every person's freaking out about it? Do you know what? I would love to discuss the halftime show. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> what? You didn't hear about this? I didn't. Okay, so we, Kate and I watched it the first half of my parents' house, and then we drove home to it was like a 40-minute drive, and yeah. so we missed the halftime show. No, or did we watch the halftime show? I might have been eating wings. So, <laughs> so I'm surprised you never heard any of the controversy about it. What was the Are you a big so- show so- social media guy? Uh, I mean, occasionally, and then it just gets so stupid. And so okay. this is one of those. Yeah, oh, so yeah. this is one so of those. Stupid. Stupid. So here's here's the deal. Uh, nothing bad happened during the the halftime show. Shakira and J Lo, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're they awesome. they're great. they were great performers. Yeah. It was a good experience. It was great for them to do it since it was in Miami, you know, Latina women performing. Thumbs up. Yeah. And the thing is <laughs> so many and you know what, if you get mad at me, whatever, but so many middle aged white women on Facebook and Twitter Named just Karen. Like, yeah, named fucking Karen or Sharon or all any <laughs> of that shit. The, any of the Aaron's Yeah. <laughs> Right. Complained so much about how inappropriate it was because they overly had, sexual. They had oh. stripper pulls during J Lo's performance. Whatever, who cares? Right. They weren't naked. <laughs> That's well, the big thing. Here, here's uh, to cut you off for one yeah, second. Go ahead. Pole dancing is actually like a sport. A sport. Yeah. yeah, and they can actually be very beautiful and elegant. Right. Like the same with the ribbon dancing. Yeah, and yeah stuff. ribbon like, dancing, all that. It's very popular. So like when they hang it from the ceilings and they dance yeah. like that, like it's actually pretty beautiful and not sexual at all. Uh, so just because there's a pole there doesn't mean it's stripping. Right, yeah. So to piggyback <laughs> off of that, they weren't stripper poles. They were just pole dancing. Mm. And, um, you know, during the performance, J-Lo changed costumes because that's what happens when you perform. Have you ever like gone to this. see a Broadway musical? Right. That happens. Or a Weird Al Yankovic show. And like... Same thing. 
Both women, <laughs> Shakira and J-Lo, were completely covered the whole time. Is, like, that, is that a complaint from you? No, or? no, no, no. Okay. They were. <laughs> they were so dressed. This is just. Oh, how dare they? This is just <laughs> stating fact, right? Yeah. They were completely covered from, you know, very appropriate yeah. Yeah. for Not what you're watching. I mean, very flashy outfits for sure. But again, Super Bowl halftime show, right. Latina women. What? What else would you expect? Right. And th- I, so I can't even. I can't even understand where the complaint really is coming from. But I saw a lot of people complaining about it. Now. There was only I'm I'm gonna get to it later. There was one argument that I saw about the halftime show that I found to be slightly legitimate, but it actually doesn't even have to do with really the halftime show, just what happens during the halftime show outside of the super the trafficking. Trafficking. Yeah. Oh god. So it's like the yeah. number one <clears throat> trafficking. Yeah, I've yeah, heard that. And I forget, and then it comes back. It's like, ugh, it's yeah. the worst. The so worst. Just, there's just so many people that were up in arms about this. But also, I saw so many people shitting on the people that were complaining about the halftime show, probably in more droves than I saw people actually complaining about it. Mm. And it got to the point where, just like you said, it got so stupid that you just like, okay, see, I, I can't. I thought you were going to talk about where I saw that, and it ties in a little bit to this podcast. I think there was some sort of evangelical group that sued the NFL because the halftime show made them sin for lusting after these beautiful women for like a billion dollars. Yep. I didn't know that that was a thing, but that doesn't surprise me. It's weird how people forget that your TV can actually turn off. Yeah. You know, it's really strange. Like the puppy bowl. Yeah. Like you can can just turn off the Super Bowl halftime and watch puppies. Russell. And like my thing is, if for some reason the Super Bowl halftime show was triggering for you and made you lust after women and then like somehow go back to a porn addiction that affected you years ago, that's not on you that it was on the screen, but turn it off. Turn it off. Go get help. If and you knew that this was going to happen during the halftime show, everyone knew it was J Lo and Shakira. It was going to be a little bit sexy. So I'm sorry, I just found a quote. Yeah, uh, from this from this guy he said, uh, "I saw a lot of crotch shots. Dare I say that? I turned in to watch a football game. I'm just guessing. He talks like this. I didn't Perfect. tune in to watch a porn show." The term porn show, for some weird reason, is really funny to yeah. me. <laughs> so, J- he, he blathered on, J-Lo is 50. You're going to go on a porn website? You're not looking for 50-year-old women. Like, like, hold on. Let me make sure this is hold real. Hold on a second, though. If you're going on a porn site and J-Lo's on there, you're watching it. I'm sorry. Mm. This guy's name is Dave. <laughs> I would watch it. Dave. You're watching it. Dave Dalbin, Dalbinmeyer, uh, a commentator, far-right Christian commentator from Ohio. Seems like a fun guy. So yeah, here's the thing. Guy. Here's kind of the theme that's been going throughout this whole podcast. Mainstream Christians and the ones that are represented in media. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> stop being who you think you need to be. Or, or stop trying to <laughs> police, force, police the world. Yeah, yeah police yeah. the world and force your beliefs upon other people. Yeah. yeah. Because you're not changing anything. In fact, you're actually making people more angry and against you. Yeah. Yep. Right, like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I oh, don't. I love to. Uh, it's just so backwards thinking. Like, the gospel says to love each other, and not to sit here and throw stones at each other. And you're throwing stones at someone. Yep. Yep. 
like, I, okay, you have a sexual addiction. You think that's porn to then sit there and rail on Shakira and JLo. Do you think they would ever become Christians? No. Because you're sitting there saying that you made me lust and sin. And right. No. And well, who, also comparing what they did to pornography is just, that's honestly, that's, that's kind of straw man in a way. Like, you know, saying that comparing something that has nothing to do with the other. I mean, it, it just, it was, it's so stupid. I hate it. And, like, as someone who used to struggle with porn, I can see how that might be a problem for someone. But once again, turn the shit off. And if you can't turn it off, then go to a fucking therapist and figure out why you can't. And don't blame the world for your problems. You know? <laughs> Just... Like, how do you go to the beach then? Right. Very true. Like, even going to a... Family swimming pool. How do you go to a department store? That too. How do you go to a mall and see yeah. Victoria's Secret? Like, <laughs> it's there. And don't get me wrong, porn addiction is a real issue. It, it, and it I've is. dealt oh, with sure. it myself. But, like, stop pretending that your addiction is someone else's problem. Because it's not. You know? And more than likely, someone like that doesn't actually know what porn is. No, they don't. I mean, like, they might, they might know. But they might not have the actual, like visual reality yeah. of what it is. Right. Um, and it, the probably the biggest issue with that is instead of policing the world, your voice could be used, or your time and energy, most importantly, could be used to actually show someone some love and compassion. Maybe your neighbor. Right. That's the biggest issue with social media is that we're trying to put out some sort of idea to as many people as we can, as opposed to maybe you're missing out what your neighbor's up to or maybe yeah. like – your coworker could be struggling with something like that, but you have to make sure that your followers or whoever likes your fricking posts yep. are going to follow along with what you say, or you're going to start a big enough argument to get like some more followers or something like that. It's that that's the toxicity of social media. Cause that's how this guy got to be a bigger deal yeah. was through posting that on Facebook and he had yeah. enough followers to where they shared and those people shared. And then of course they're not a person who follows the people he shared, the people who shared, are going to agree with them. So right. That's how that. Everyone wants starts. to be viral yep. right now. I don't want to be viral, but I do love picking fights on <laughs> social media. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I like it too. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just me getting older. I'm just like, I, no, I don't. I'm going to say what I say here, and that's yeah. enough for me. When I say picking fights, I like to have constructive discussions. Oh yeah, I'm never like nasty. The problem is, or... is it always turns into a fight because yeah. people cannot understand that difference of opinion is okay okay it's okay and and to go back to the super bowl and the halftime like i feel like it's degrading to women to to sit there and say what they did was porn like you're just objectifying them even more right like when did sexiness become like porn yeah well in some way when we can't talk about sex in church yeah that's one yep right like it's okay to say there's a beautiful woman Mm-hmm. The Bible even talks about Songs of Solomon. It's all about two lovers really loving each other and telling them how beautiful they actually are. Right. And it's very pro-sex. And yet we've made it this dirty thing, like a woman can't be sexy. And it's like, what the... Why? Why are, are our brains just so perverted that we just immediately see them as a sex thing, a sex object? I think that's we, what it is, you know? Like, we've... Our, Society has geared us towards Well, sex sells, and that's an argument I saw about the Super Bowl is that they're exploiting... uh, Exploiting? Exploiting? 
thank you. I can't talk. <laughs> sex, yeah. based yeah. off of that. And yes, but also I would say no. They're just wearing sexy outfits. Well, here's the thing that yeah. I, I think the biggest, one of the best things that I saw on social media, and it was just making fun of the people complaining about it, yeah. was they were talking about how middle-aged women are so upset about about this year's halftime show and then last year's halftime show was Adam Levine without his shirt on. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. like the middle-aged woman loved it. Yeah. Like, exactly. Man, that's hypocrites. Yeah, that's more porn than what JLo and Shakira You know what's did. it's funny as well and this kind of, this gets a little bit political but I don't really care. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Rope me in. I, I this so is where I someone strive. that I know posted something and it was along the lines of like it was sh- a shared status, and it said, "If you voted for President Trump, you have no right to." Co- or no, it was if you voted for someone who says grab, grab him by the pussy, then you can't or you have no right to complain about the Super Bowl halftime show. And I com- I commented on it, and I said, "Well, actually, everyone has the right to complain about anything that they want to," and uh, I was like. You know, this regressive thought process that you're allowed to tell people what they're allowed to feel is the reason why people hate each other on social media right now. Right. And, and I think she attacked know, me, like came after me. And I was like, I'm just telling you, like, like people have <laughs> the like you have the right to evolve. Right. Absolutely. Like, I agree, like with part of that statement, like you voted for a guy that said grab him by the pussy. Right. But you also have to remember, people didn't vote for grab them by the pussy they voted for other stuff and that's the they thing voted, that i mean they voted for not hillary that's really the, the thing that's that really people it. have to, that's really it, but the thing that people have hillary. to remember is that there's evil within any candidate you have to w- outweigh certain things right i mean really stop pretending okay. stop pretending okay. okay sorry sorry that you are a better person <laughs> stop pretending that you are a better person because of the person that you voted for and stop pretending that the people who voted for you, who who you think is shitty, are worse people. Their brain is wired differently than yours. Understand why they made the decision that they did instead of shitting on them all the time. I'm so sick of the the divide, like this this partisan divide in our country. Like, oh, you're a Republican or you're a conservative? I can't fucking talk to you. Like, shut up. Be an adult. Whoa. Weird. We're talking about adulting. Be an adult. Talk to people. Have constructive conversations with people about everything. And stop shitting on people for the decisions that they made. If they made a mistake, they probably know they made a mistake and they don't want you to rub it in their face. So that was Drew's soapbox. That was my that was my rant. If you want to shit on me, that's fine, because I'm pretty solid in my beliefs about everything. But that sounds anyways. hot. Yeah. <laughs> Shit on me. <laughs> I agree. Ooh. The the only thing I'll say politically about this is uh I hate those Christians who are like, well Jesus would vote for No, he wouldn't no, shut he up. Wouldn't. Jesus wouldn't <laughs> vote for anyone because that's not who he was about. Nope. So moving on yeah, to sorry. get away from the political <laughs> I think that's one of our episodes where we talk about Christianity and the GOP, so that'll be awesome. That's awesome. Nice. Ooh. I uh I look yeah, forward to that okay. one. Yeah. I was going to say something like a really good book, but never mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're moving, moving away yeah. from political stuff and yeah. talking more about adulting. Um, next question. Is it hard to be an adult? You can make it hard. You yeah, can make it hard. days. Yeah, it's sure. Each day isn't easy, but you can make it harder on yourself 
by just putting up roadblocks. By We all have lazy days, and that's fine. But if you're just continually not doing what you need to get done, it's going to show up throughout your life, I think, personally. Like, yeah. if I don't... If I don't eat healthy and I don't work out, I start to feel like crap. So, you know, I have to go grocery shopping. I have to go out for a walk. I have to go for a run. I'm hopefully going to go to the gym after this. We'll see. (laughs) I believe in you. But, like, those are the kind of things I'm saying. Like, as an adult, if you do do what needs to be done, your life tends to be easier overall. Okay, I went to work today. That's the toughest part, driving on 270. All right, that's the worst. But the worst part is getting out of bed. That yeah, I, I'm so out of it though. When I get out of bed, I take the shower and then I'm like, oh, how'd I get here? Okay, yeah. <laughs> the water hit me and I'm like, oh yeah, I did get up. All right, but the scary thing is when you're in the car and you're like, oh, I'm at work. What? Uh, how did, how I, did get I get here? here? <laughs> yeah, it's just muscle memory. Yep. Yeah, you're just zoned out driving in your death machine. Yep. I don't find being adult to be difficult um, because I understand that. These things that we classify as adulting are necessities for my survival or to support my family. Okay. And sure, things get difficult um, in ways, but I don't, as, as a, a broad statement, no, I guess not. Okay. Well, maybe it's like this. We talked about it earlier, like in those transition points in our life, we needed to learn those tough things. Now that we're adults, we've gone through that, so right. it's not sure. as hard. In the beginning... Yeah, it's it is hard, but once you get to that spot of I've learned this, it's not as bad. Yeah, I think the hard part about being an adult is the incredibly fragile egos everyone has. Right, I just represented my fragile ego by my <laughs> rant right there. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and we all have them. We all have our yeah. pride thing. We all have our egos and how bent out of shape we can get. And how angry we can get. And uh, I don't remember having that as a teenager, even in my young 20s. It just felt like everything rolled off my back. But now I'm like old and crotchety and now everything is offensive to me. And right. everything hurts. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, but it, it just becomes like, the, the thing I loved about, I'll start here. The thing I loved about doing youth ministry, how honest teenagers were, they never tried to hide anything from me at least maybe that was my teaching style but th- i would have kids all the time coming up to me and be like oh yeah we're having sex no biggie and talk about that or their porn addiction or anything that they've been struggling with with adults it's like no i'm good yeah i'm not struggling with anything i'm fine leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> right do you guys agree with that yeah absolutely yeah. like it just seems like as adults we no longer talk about these things anymore and we have to put up this facade especially in christian circles it's a a huge facade that we have to maintain and be buttoned up and to wear a hat the right way or dress properly or say the right key words to fit in and i don't remember having that as a teenager so much i think that's maybe why i don't view uh, adulthood as hard as maybe some other people because like for me being transparent is like second nature i don't i'm not a private person i don't I don't I, care. Yeah, I, I just talk about my my shit, you know. I and very I think much it's agree with me. you, and I feel like I'm backwards from what Tim was saying. Yeah, is like I feel like I used to get more offended and all that, but now that I'm like older, I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, we have difference of opinion. I respect you. If we can actually have a constructive conversation, which I have a few friends that like have very different opinions from me, but right, 
we always come to, I'll say the quote unquote table. It's usually just direct messaging, but we'll talk about all kinds of complicated stuff and just say, Hey, I respect you as a human being. So we're not going to like cold cock each other verbally or grammatically, <laughs> but come to an understanding that these are topics that we are willing to debate with each other and maybe find solutions. Yeah. 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 I think I'm kind of like you in that regard where, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like when I was younger, I, I was definitely more emotional and I didn't know how to like channel that in any way. Now that I've gotten older, that, that ability to channel being upset about things, like it does kind of now, I feel like kind of just go off the shoulder a little bit like, Oh, all right, whatever. I've got things like I got to wash the dishes, you know, something like that just kind of <laughs> comes to my mind where like, all right, I've got some things now there's bigger things that might get my attention. You yeah, know? sure. Um, you know, anytime I see like a kid suffering, my heart automatically just drops and I, I can't let that go for days. Right. But if like, oh, all right, what is I, I'm not the biggest President Trump fan. I like some of the results that I've seen in the economy, but I'm not the biggest fan of his. So if he says something where I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. I just go, all right, there's a second of that. And then I move on mm-hmm. Yeah. because I have to. And it's something I feel like I learned from being a very emotional teenager and probably an emotional 22, 23 year old as well, where I had to say, all right, I got to function. My body's now in its thirties. You know, you, you, you can only do, you can only worry so much before it's just not worth it at all. And that's maybe adulting being an adult makes you get to that place sometimes. Yeah. And it's probably ebbs and flows too. I know. Um, so, you know, another thing about me, I had a, a really bad, um, run with depression in 2017, um, to the point where I had to be hospitalized. And it was a, it was a very humbling experience. And that was a time where I regressed and everything bothered me. I, um, I had left Chicago and I was, I moved in with my sister for a little bit. I wanted to live closer to family and I was dealing with some serious depression because I gave up a lot of dreams, Mm. but I wanted to be closer to family. That was so important to me. I got into a relationship with a girl that was not good for me. Um, it was not a healthy relationship and it led to really bad habits starting in my life. And then when that relationship ended, I just spiraled out of control. And that was a time in my life where, yeah, I was still in my thirties, but I let everything affect me. And I, and then when I look back, nothing was getting done in my life either. I, you know, any prayer I did to God, any, and I don't pray all the time, but at that point it was a lot of like, go fuck yourself, God. I'm done with this. Yeah. Right. I'm done with you. You're done with me. I'm done. It was like that feeling that mm-hmm. was there mm-hmm. came out of it, got some help that I really needed. Um, and now kind of going through that transition period with jobs and being in a work environment that was terrible for me, I still was dealing with depression. I yeah. remember one day yeah. I woke up to go to work. I just started crying I'm, and I'm not a morning person, but I woke up and I just started crying. I am so lucky to have my fiance who woke up and just, she just put her hand on my back. She's like, I'm right here. It's okay. Good God. I'm lucky. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Right, right, right. Um, so th- I think now, yeah, I can go through a downtime, but I can come back and I can let that all go later. And that took me 30 plus years to get to as an adult. Um, and that's probably the best way I can describe adulting right now. Just thinking about it. just talking about this helped me define it. I feel like, yeah, but, for sure. That's what I'm here for. Bible drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Perfect. Uh, I was going to say something and I completely forgot. So I'm still 
I'm still learning how to adult. And I'm I'm in this huge transition phase of my life where I, I left a church, maybe even the church. And now I still have this huge passion of mine, of Christianity, of doing ministry, and I'm just trying to figure out what is it, what is it. Um, And definitely God poking at me and having these random conversations of, hey, you should start a church. And I'm like, oh, God, uh, panic, panic, panic. And thinking about my dreams and thinking about my passions and what I actually want to do with the rest of my life. Um, It's not government work, but it pays the bills. And as an adult, I realize that I have to pay those bills, especially since I have a nice car sitting in my garage that's hiding from the winter. Absolutely have to pay those bills. But something that's been on my mind and kind of what broke my brain, and I mentioned it, is just I'm tired of getting home and doing nothing. Yeah. I'm tired of it. When you're in ministry, you're always constantly moving. And that's kind of the bad thing about doing ministry full time like that is you look at a calendar and be like, I have one day this month where I'm not doing anything or something like that. You're constantly moving. But having a routine on Wednesday nights or having a routine on Sunday mornings or having a routine every f- that Friday of whatever, or a Saturday event. And I'm, I'm tired of not doing anything when I get home. And so this podcast has been amazing for me. And even though I whine and complain about how I'll have to sit here for three hours editing the show, it's been actually kind of helpful for me. Right. Good. I was going to say, I hear the most about your bitching and whining about editing. Yeah. About all of our coughs and burps. and. Oh, my God. I could do an hour-long <laughs> podcast. Oh, my God. Of just the weird please mouth noises. Please do. Please do. Please save all of those and just release oh. one episode. Like, give it, like, a really meaningful title, too. So, like... People will like actually From start listening and like, page. yeah, something <laughs> ironic and just clever like that. The Presbyterian views on edification <laughs> for an hour and thirty minutes. Yep. I mean, let's be honest; they wouldn't make it past five minutes, but you know they would listen to it for five minutes. Oh gosh! I mean, it's so. You guys need to learn how to talk. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I know I can't say words, but. Oh. I feel like we're getting better. You guys are. And that's why I tell you to listen to the show because it makes you better. It really does. Mm-hmm. I, sure. I can hear myself breathing into the microphone sometimes. I'm like, oh, I have to edit that. <laughs> 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 but it's actually been helpful for me. And I kind of I kind of mentioned that at the top of the show, how I kind of want to expand to do more things. And I think that's maybe just me transitioning into something new. And I'm going to drag you people invol- <laughs> involved in this. Why not? You guys aren't doing anything. It's fine. Well, depends on the day. Yeah, I, I'm kind of booked at the end of May and June. So I don't care. <laughs> Wait, I don't care. what? Yeah, I don't care. I, I, you'll have to deal with my fiance. She'll we'll kill you. Bringing the, co- the, <laughs> the podcast to you. Oh, really? you're gonna, you're gonna come to Venice, uh, Dubrovnik, Croatia. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> we'll do our podcast. I got nothing going on. I don't have to be a best man in a wedding well, yeah, in we're, June. We're meeting outside the uh, the Doge Palace. All right. Doge. That would actually be bring, super cool. I'll bring right? a Shiba Inu with me, and we can take a picture and say Doge and Doge. Wow, I got dumber for listening to that. <laughs> that was funny. All right, that was objectively funny. Uh, podcast I, over, deleted. I just can't wait for the day you're driving in a van and you look back and tell like jokes to your kids' it's friends, gonna happen. and they're just gonna be like, "God, dad." You know, it's it's funny because my dad is like the embodiment of that. Yeah, and I sw- I've always sworn up and down I would never be that, but it's slowly happening. You're turning so. more into your dad. Yeah, yeah, oh, every day. Oh. <laughs> 
So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now with adulting. And I'm still trying to figure it out and constantly evolving. And, you know, I still do incredibly <laughs> dumb things. Like when the house caught on fire, I dumped a whole bunch of money in my Mustang and bought another car because, hey, I'm an adult. <laughs> I do that, you know. But at the same time, I took care of the things I needed to take care of and I didn't buy a whole lot of stuff. I mean, within, I think it was within four months, I bought my car and put a pretty good down payment on that. And then four months later, I bought my condo. So I was like, well, there's all of my money. All of your money. It's all, <laughs> all my money. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. This may be a hard conversation. Was it hard growing up? No. Yeah, that's a loaded question. No. No, not for you? No. Uh, very lucky to have the parents that I have. No divorce in my family. I'm offended. No fighting that I remember growing up. Uh, I was the biggest problem with my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, no, not at all. Cool. I mean, my sister was a bitch, but, you know, whatever. It's just siblings. It's just part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie, I'm sorry if you listen to this. I know you don't, but. <laughs> you know you were, so don't try to deny it. <laughs> Hopefully she listens to this podcast now. Someday. She, oh, she will. She already knows. That she was a bitch or that yes. the podcast exists? Uh, that she was a bitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to clear that up for the listeners. I'm confused. There's nothing to be confused about. <laughs> There's a lot of things to be confused think, about. Think of like the worst possible middle school girl. Like the embodiment of a dramatic little bitch. That was my sister. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. Caleb, meet Drew. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of an asshole. I, I was just thinking, like, what's the worst thing? I'm like, okay, Hitler's the worst thing. And you're like, no. no, no dramatic. <laughs> a, a middle school, just like a, ugh. There's this guy I did improv with. Um, he got bullied a lot in, like, middle school and high school. It was so bad that he's, I mean, he's a grown man now with three kids. He, anytime he sees teenagers, he gets PTSD. <laughs> like he cannot see teenagers without being like, I need to cross, I need to cross the street. I can't yeah. even walk around them because like it was that bad wow. for him. So more than likely, it was your sister that did that to him. Probably. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, growing up, like we moved a lot. I was I was born in Oklahoma City, then we moved when I was three. So my first memory is moving, mm. and it just kind of I, I think early on I just said I think this is something we're gonna do a lot for my dad's job. Um, and it, he wasn't in the military. Um, he worked for Southwestern Bell. Okay. And they tended to move him around a lot, uh, especially since he wanted to move up, you know. So we moved to Pennsylvania. And so my, a lot of my first memories are Pennsylvania when the rest of my family is from Texas and Oklahoma. So they were very Southern. So I felt more like the Yankee and the Southern family growing up. But that that's easy stuff to get over. We then moved to St. Louis when I was like nine, I think, eight or nine. It was kind of around that time where I started to learn that my relationship with my dad was going to be difficult. And it, some of those things that I mentioned earlier, you know, I started to notice. And so we were never close. So I think having that distance there did make it difficult for me. And probably the reason why, like, as I got older, I, I got really close to Matt Netzer because he was like an older brother. Um, I have a half brother who's 18 years older than me. So we just... I didn't know his middle name for a long time. That's how little I knew him, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Netzer just kind of became like my, my big brother along the way. And that, that really helped me out. So for me, it's not like I struggled like someone in a third world country does. I always had food on the table. 
I always had clothes. I always had a, a place to sleep. So I was definitely taken care of. But being someone who is probably more emotional, not having a, a dad along the way to kind of support me was very difficult. And it was, and I have three sisters, three older sisters and a mom. So it was a, just a house full of women with a dad that was there like physically, but not in any other way. Yeah. And me, just this little toe head, just like I, I don't belong in this house at all. So <laughs> um, it's not like, and I struggled to say it was difficult because like I said, I didn't, I didn't starve, you know, right. I wasn't in a war torn country, but I, I struggled a lot emotionally for sure. So I feel like for me, it, it was in that regard. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I really agree with the sentiment that like, yeah, there was always food on the table, always like clean laundry, everything like that. So I didn't struggle, but there was a lot of struggle within my household. There was a lot of debt in my household. And that was yeah. something that I kind of got, I don't want to say desensitized to from an early age, but I mean, I'll just kind of break down everything that happened. I never knew my biological father. He committed suicide months before I was born. Um, it wasn't until about age seven that my mom remarried. And by the time I was 14, he had passed away from liver failure and kidney failure. And then, you know, grandparents died. That's normal. But I was very close with my grandparents. My grandma lived with me or lived with us. And so I was very close with her. And it just, there was a period of time in my life where like, it just felt like I was waiting for the next thing to fall on my head. And the thing that I'm thankful for really is that I had the church group and I had the church friends that I had. And that's really what broke my heart the most about when that church fell apart is because a lot of those people were not in the same regular place where I would be able to go and find them. Right. I had to seek them out myself and they would seek me out too. So I feel like I still benefited. Again, it was just trying times, but as a family, we all came closer for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my childhood growing up was a disaster. I mentioned it a, was it a couple episodes ago where I was pretty much drinking at the age of 12, sneaking out of the house, drinking. Um, I dealt with a lot of bullying, getting bullied all the time because I have a speech impediment. I have a lisp. I was that weird kid that no one talked to. Uh, I remember when the Columbine stuff happened in, what, 99, 2000? 99. I was that kid that people would talk about being the one that chewed up the school. Like, that that's who I was yep. in, like, middle school and elementary school. Like, the, the kid that you didn't want to be around because they were strange and weird and had something weird about them. And so I was constantly bullied for that. I remember years later when I was in high school, and I went to a, a psychology class. And they give you, like, the 17 or 15 uh, ways that you can show that you're manic-depressive. I remember counting them out and being like, I have, like, 13 of these, of the 15 or something like that, when I was a teenager or in elementary school. And, it, I, you know, I saw my grandfather die in front of my face when I was little. That messed me up for a long time and got me to be depressive and suicidal even. I had suicidal thoughts. And that was my childhood is dealing with these heavy emotions and being made fun of and not really having anyone that I could turn to, anyone to go to. My parents are my parents. <laughs> um, they're older. They were older when they had me. Uh, my dad is 70 and my mom is 68. So I have older parents. Those are most of probably your guys' grandparents. Well, Caleb. Yeah, my my dad is 73. 
eight and my mom is 74. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. She'll be 74 in March. <clears throat> and it, to me, it's tough having older parents because I never played catch with my dad. I never had those experiences with my dad. He always worked all the time and tried to put food on the table and tried to support us as much as he could. My mom was manic depressive as well. And so she could never really support me. And then she was incredibly nosy. So by the time I was a teenager and I'm starting to do, you know, heinous things, she would always be in my business. And it just really made me angry all the time because that's what teenagers do. So growing up for me was quite difficult. I <laughs> Do I want to say this? Yeah, this is the R-rated version of the show, so I'll say this. My eighth grade year, and this is the R-rated version of this person's hearing. I have a student or a former student that I've always wanted to tell the R-rated version of my story, but I haven't because he was so young when I met him. So this is the R-rated version of my story. Uh, eighth grade year, I remember having a journal, and I literally wrote out a suicide note. Um, wrote it out verbatim. I found w- my dad's pistol. I was going to do it, but I, for some reason, I wanted to give it my freshman year a chance. And for whatever reason, God eventually showed up my freshman year of high school, and I started hanging out with those people. And they got me, not help, but they helped me. I actually had support. I actually could talk about my feelings. I actually could talk about the things I was going through and being emotional. And that that drastically changed everything. Just giving me a little bit of love changed my whole perception on everything. And it got me to believe in God. I actually said this at camp last year, 2019. And I was like, it wasn't a speaker. It wasn't the Bible. It wasn't all of those theological thoughts or history or anything that got me to be a Christian. It was the love that people gave me that made me become a Christian and why I believe why why I believe what I believe. So that radically changed me. So growing up kind of sucked for me, <laughs> just dealing with all that depression and dealing with all those mental things and emotions and all the bullying. And I still have PTSD. Every time I listen to this podcast, I hear my lisp. I hear oh, that's what those kids were talking about. And having to process that out and going, no, 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 I, I, maybe, I maybe can't talk right, but having that guy that I had dinner with saying, you impacted me 15 years ago, I know that, oh gosh, God, you are doing something in my life that I can't even understand right now. And I'm going to be 35 and I need to figure this out. That's what broke my brain this week. So yeah, growing up sucked and I'm still learning every day. And tying it in with like adulting, I mean, those tough times for when, when you're a kid does make it difficult to kind of push off into that adulthood for sure. Yeah. It's almost like you've, you've been, you're a ship and you're about to be pushed off, but you don't quite have the mast. You don't have that main sail uh, in order to be able to navigate the, the difficulty that is, you know, being an adult. And I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, it's funny. We've been friends this long. I, I didn't know that about you, my friend. And uh, thank you for sharing that. That's, you know, impacting me right now, for sure. We, it's, uh, it's funny, not to cut you off, but it's funny that you say that, because these two have heard it probably at nauseum. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I've never, no, I, I didn't know that about you. I consider you a very good friend, and, you know, that's not easy to share. I, you know, I shared with you guys my difficulties. Right. And I think, for me, that was probably the biggest hurdle I had to get over being an adult was okay i was not given a full deck of cards whenever i was first getting out there to be an adult and and you know i I did have people that loved me and that's great like i said i I got to i I had food on the table i had all those needs that were there but i missed a relationship with my dad that that didn't help me long term for sure i also think tying in the spiritual side 
I relate to to that kid you were talking about where I felt manipulated by the church. That set me back a lot too. Right. And and the church does hurt a lot of teenagers in that regard where we go to camp, we have these amazing camp experiences and then we come back and life is still the same. Yeah. And your friends you're still friends with everyone that you're friends with. You might have had this crazy emotional high, but you're not equipped still to be able to face that depression that you're going home to. You're not equipped emotionally to be able to handle this tough stuff at home. You're not equipped to be able to deal with the bullying. And that no teenager should be able to think that that quick little high is going to be able to satisfy them when they get back home to those, or keep them going through the tough times whenever they get home. Right. And I, I think that's a tough thing when you're a, you grow up in the church and you're an adult. One thing that my dad and, and I love him, we have a very good relationship now. We, we try to go out to eat, you know, dinner like once a month and, and really talk a lot. My dad is a very spiritual man. And, you know, I, I called him asking for advice for, Hey dad, I'm thinking about quitting this job and exploring other things. He's like, uh, I asked him, what do you think about it? He's like, well, you just need to pray about it and see what God tells you. Okay. <laughs> you know, I could, right. uh, yep. but I need, I need my dad right now. He's like, well, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, God. And that, that was <laughs> one of those things where you're like, I love you, man. All right. I kind of, it just makes you understand a little more of the, this is what it is. And what I would like to do with my kids will be a little different. So but, in general, is he just kind of like emotionally distant? He is a, mo- a very emotionally unaware man. Okay. Just, he doesn't, emotions to him just don't register yeah. really. And coming from a son who did a lot of acting, it was very creative he doesn't get that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he still cares. He still loves me and still cares about me. And I know that. Right. But whenever it's when I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not really for sure. Do you think this is a good idea? We'll pray about it and see what God says. You're like, all right. Yeah, I can do that. But I need my dad here. Yeah. You know? so, Sounds like my mom. Yeah. She definitely <clears throat> she's very emotionally distant. This is probably the only struggle that I would say I had growing up. My mom's very emotionally distant up until I was about 19 years old. And I didn't know this at the time, but she had an abortion before she had any of the other kids in the family. And so that really screwed her brain up. And she blamed herself and my dad, you know, considered herself a killer and all this kind of stuff. And so she was very emotionally distant, especially from me for a very long time. And something that like she herself has worked on after she got involved with ministry and in, in helping uh, post and pre abortion patients like figure out the decision that they want to make or like recover from the decision that that they did make and it's really helped her along the way to become more of an emotionally available person which is great it's just i can kind of relate to you on that like yeah. the distance there so by the time i became 16 and this was when I was going to church I pretty much cut my parents off I just stopped talking to them like emotionally I now just go over there and I'll update them that what's happening at work or but nothing really personal or nothing really emotional it's kind of like it's like almost what you talked about where when you're younger and you go to church you know a lot of teenagers they'll want to tell you everything but then as we get older we go to church we don't really let it. Oh yeah, I, I don't have a job right now, but I'm interviewed. You probably, I might not say that to people at church, right? But when you get older, you just kind of learn the boundaries that you want to put up because of whatever's happened, either at church, at home, in those different places where we're like, I know I have to like guard myself here. It is somewhere. a protection for me because I know my parents are so crazy. 
Yeah. And I know they're kind of manipulative and I know they're will say hurtful things to me or not support me or whatever the case. And I just now I put a big boundary around them where I try not to get emotional. I try not to tell them what's going on in my life. It drives my mom crazy. But my mom also who was in your driveway yesterday because they only live at a house or two down. And it's like, Mom, I'm 34 years old. Leave me alone. She said prostitutes. So I, I used to say crap like that. Like, yeah. you know, I was hanging out with prostitutes. My, <laughs> I remember we were at Chili's. <laughs> I was like 16, 17 years old. And my mom asked me, why don't you have a girlfriend? And I was like, because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of snot I was. But because it's like, why do you care? Yeah. Like, that's not the question you would ask a child, I don't think, or a teenager. Like, why don't you have a girlfriend? It's like, I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I just felt kind of weird about that. I agree. I well, that's think... a weird way to come about it, for yeah. sure. Right. Like, My mom would ask me, you. like, oh, do you like that girl or right. something like that? Asking like, who you oh, for like, sure. not yeah. why don't you have a girlfriend. Right. right. And the funny thing is, I'm 34 now, and my mom still asks that question. Yeah? Yeah. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Because I'm gay. <laughs> Listen, I just like penises. <laughs> There's a reason why the boner cast happens. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm not gay, by the way. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> sure, Tim. Sure. Your your favorite passage is uh, Ezekiel, was it 23:20? Do you know what that one is? No. And she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys, and emissions like those of horses. <laughs> So Tim's in a bestiality. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, it's funny is like at uh, the Bible college I went to, president, who was a really good guy, he, had, he always left his Bible underneath uh, his uh, seat in chapel. And we had to go to chapel four times a week. Ugh. We had one skip a week that we could use, whatever. But uh, I noticed that he left his Bible there. I totally highlighted that passage in there. And it's the <laughs> only highlighted passage in his Bible. <laughs> like, he hadn't touched that one at all. I was like, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. He just That's awesome. It, so. Oh, gross. Oh, yeah. Adulting, right? So uh, gross. So gross. It is disgusting. <laughs> Super overrated. Um, no. <laughs> I don't you, agree with that either. I, I, I complain about getting old, especially after you turn 30 like there's i i call it the 25 dip so after 25 you start to realize there's parts in your body that just hurt and you don't know what they are they just hurt now what's your part i don't even know it, well now it's my hip my knee yeah. my back they're all kind of jacked up and then you have your post 30 where now everything just hurts <laughs> like i i've got some pains and like i said i, I did some pro wrestling training and that will mess your body up. If you see an old pro wrestler in their 40s, they look like they're 60. I mean, or if they're in their 60s, they look like they're 80. There's a reason why uh, Vic, or Ric Flair looks away uh, well, and walks around the way he does beyond woo, the drugs and all that stuff. a lot of drugs. That yeah. man is. No that, drugs. that guy survived a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's nuts. But, and a couple of heart attacks, right? Oh, yeah. He had a really bad one not too long ago. So, yeah. Um, but, like, whenever you take a back bump, just, like, falling – that's the equivalent of being hit by a car going 10 miles an hour. So if you do 10 of those bumps, which is not a lot really in a wrestling match, that's the yeah. equivalent of being hit by a car going 10 miles an hour 10 times. Right. So I think mine is, is my back for sure. That's, I mean, I'm probably going to have that going for the rest of my life. So my main one is my knee. It mm. needs to be surgically repaired and I'm just stubborn. I won't do it. Mm. 
years of hockey and years of being stupid as a kid. Yeah, having fun. Yeah. Having scars. Yeah. Chicks dig scars. Wait, I thought you were gay. Yeah. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. Uh, no, for real though, I'm not gay. Tim's not, <laughs> Tim's not gay, guys. His, his, his quote roommate is right here with us. <laughs> My heterosexual life mate. Thank That's, you. That sounds like someone something someone would say. You know. Oh I mean, God. I'm sorry. I just met you. <laughs> I say super putting me on the spot there. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> sort of. No, Curtis, you're happily single. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, I am happily single. Anyways, yeah. again, <laughs> I'm not gay. That's what, a, that's what a closet gay person would say. Uh, well, if you listen to Tyler's episode, he is actually gay and yeah. was on this podcast. Yeah, so. we actually have a gay roommate. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right I'm not the gay one. So, yeah. <laughs> Statistically speaking, we're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love all of you. All right. Well, let's. We're going to end it with this question and some final thoughts. Um what are some things that we do to keep ourselves young since we're all crotchety old men or most of us are in our mid thirties or two of us are in our mid thirties. You guys are not yet 30. Almost there. Almost there. Almost to death. What do we do to keep ourselves young? Well, I think you mentioned video games. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably my only thing that I have that's in touch with (laughs) modern day fun, I guess. Cause I don't know. I've every aspect of me is like an old man, except for that. I think so. Okay. Yeah. It's fair. Curtis, what do you do? Just started trying to eat vegan to try and slow down my aging process. <laughs> I, I didn't say what keeps you young. I said, what do you do to... Well, I did, didn't I? Yeah. 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 That was a perfectly <laughs> applicable <laughs> answer. That was, that was perfect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're justified in your anger. <laughs> veganism. Veganism. Yeah. I'll never, I'll never shove veganism down anyone's throat. But I'd say the other thing that I do, driving Uber actually kind of keeps me young. There are a lot of people who will just get in your car and they don't want to talk to you. But I have a lot of people who just love talking. Mm-hmm. And so like just talking to a bunch of different people all the time, I think really helps keep me young and keeps mm-hmm. me in perspective. Interesting. Nice. Cool. Caleb? For me, obviously pro wrestling and just having that silly little nerdy love of it is definitely one. Another thing, I'm a huge Christmas person. Okay. I love Ugh, Christmas. The worst. <laughs> I do not care. I definitely am. Like I try to put my stuff out, like all the decorations out as soon as I can before Thanksgiving. Oh God. Damn. Oh, yeah. you are the worst. That's fine. And this year, when we had like eight fewer days than we did the year before, I was so happy I did because other people were like, "Oh, just put it up, and it's already Christmas." It's like, yeah, should have done it before, dude. <laughs> like every weekend. Between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, my fiance and I did something. We'd go to the brewery lights. I love going down Main Street, St. Charles. Mm-hmm. At night, it's so pretty. I mean, all the lights, there's all the little shops and, and the, the carolers and all of that. That keeps me young. And part of it is, um, like, I have nieces that are pretty young. Well, one's five. I'm sorry, six. Thea is six. Uh, my niece, uh, Ryan, is 15. She'll be 16 in April. And I have another one who's 17. And, like, they really got me to love Christmas again. Because when you see them open up a present and they're so excited for, like, an LOL doll is what my niece loves more than anything. I got her, like, a Frozen tea set. She loves Frozen. She opens up like, oh, that's that's nice. An $8 LOL doll was the best thing that's ever in her life happened to her. <laughs> that's amazing. That was, like, fun to, yeah. like, be a part of that. So having Christmas just kind of always in my heart. 
is great. I wish I could grow a beard like yours so that I could be a Santa one day. It's never going to happen. Yeah. I'm never going to get a beard like yours. I'm sorry I stopped listening when you said Christmas. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you're missing out on so much fun. And I remember the, the episode I listened to where you were like, oh, the holiday's over, thank God. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. That's we didn't even put up a Christmas tree. Nope, that's so nothing. sad. We, I, d- then, we didn't either. Oh, we might have a small extra tree. No. I will give it to you. Mm-hmm. And it's already pre-lit. No. Just <laughs> plug it in. I mean, My- we thought about going and grabbing a stick from the backyard and yeah. just having a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, but that was it. We That's weren't it. even going to put lights on it. It was just going to be a stick in the house. <laughs> do it. I, I, and <laughs> it's like, do you have any like like nieces or nephews in, in your life? I have a niece, yeah. How old is she? Three. Dude. That's no, she's so much fun to play with. Yeah, and Christmas is the best, too. Yeah. So like that might kind of sway you a little bit in the future yeah. maybe maybe not but I'm, I'm just a grinch and part of that is because of my parents that's fair that's Ugh. fair it's like when i go in their house it's like christmas vomited mm-hmm. in the house and it's disgusting like there's multiple trees and every nook and cranny has some kind of christmas thing on it like i, I may have a picture on my phone not that the elves podcast but i may show it to you and you'll realize why i am the grinch and don't have a heart for christmas I get it, but I think if you embrace it, nope. you can be happy. Nope. You nope. can be. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Absolutely not. Next year, would you go to Brewery Lights with me? Sure. There's okay. beer involved. So yeah. That's the only reason why. <laughs> free beer, walk around and see all the pretty lights. It's fun. Uh, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps me young, and this is going to sound a little stupid, but there's multiple things that keep me young. I do play video games. I do have that in my life. I'll probably, after this podcast, go and play a video game. Having younger roommates helps a lot. They keep me young. Even though you're almost 30, you're still a kid to me. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler is a baby to me. I just want to hold him in my arms and rock him. Yeah, was he 24? <laughs> He's 25. Like, anyone that's that age, they're a kid to me. So that keeps me a little young. The reason I feel like that, too. I'm only 28, but... Yeah. It feels you're both babies young. to me. Seriously. Maybe because I was in like my early 20s teaching you guys crap and being your leader, and I still have that in my brain. That's fair. Right. Yeah. Do you two remember a time before the internet? Absolutely. Yeah. You do? Okay. All right. That's for me like a cutoff of like, you're too young. I remember the first time my dad booted up Net Zero with dial up on my computer. Yep. (laughs) It's a distinct sound. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I I don't think I really discovered internet until I was like nine years old. So, like, a third of my life was out of internet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, My Mustang also keeps me incredibly young, almost midlife crisis as well. So, you know, there's that. There's kind of that balance of douchey Mustang driver and then old Mustang driver. I'm kind of hovering in that balance somewhere. Where you're you're wearing an affliction t shirt. So, you know. It's true. My tap out T-shirt. Yeah, it, <laughs> it has eighty-two skulls on it, so that, that's the real douchebag. Wait, did you count the skulls? Yeah, I've been okay. sitting here a little bit. So <laughs> it's like, okay, that's the right shoulder. I talk. Let's go to the left shoulder next. <laughs> so those are the things that kind of keep me young. That's all I got. Watching dumb movies, also like Tusk. Like Tusk. Although that's not for youngins, but <laughs> do not watch Tusk. <laughs> yeah, if you are under the age of twenty-five, do, do not, not watch Tusk. Tusk. It yep. will mess you up one mentally thing, and emotionally. I think one thing that can keep you young too is having pets. Like I've got, uh, I grew up with dogs, but my fiance and I have two cats. They are ridiculously funny. Cats are like weird. They have their own personalities. You don't know it's you don't know what you're getting with each cat. 
but those two are really funny and that I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit and watch them and be silly. That might make me older. I don't know. Maybe I'm an old, old woman. Maybe. I'm like, Maybe. grandma. Kind of sounds like that. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go play with the cats for a little while. And just having pets, I think, kind of just brings that yeah, little childish joy. Crazy cat lady thing. It's fine. Yeah. It's good times. Em- embrace it. <laughs> embrace your crazy cat lady. Nice. Basically, my Instagram is like six pictures, and it's just of my cats. There you go. Yeah. My Instagram. So you are a cat lady. Yeah, I guess. My Instagram is mostly of my car, my Mustang. I don't have an Instagram. My Instagram is my wife and my dog. That's good. Well, that's good. It's true. Yeah. And now it's becoming plugging the podcast. So there you that. go. 40 people watched my clip out on Instagram. Really? Yeah. That's cool. We're steadily growing. It's crazy. I don't know what to make of that. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, yeah. people actually listen to it. They're going to love this episode. Oh my God, the beginning. <laughs> once, they get past, once they get past all the boner talk. Boner cast. <laughs> then it got really serious. Then I just like screamed at everybody. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> Welcome to being an adult. Yep. Um, any final thoughts? Drew, we'll start with you. Final thoughts about adulting. Final thoughts about adulting. Hmm. I'm not sure what to say other than what I've said. Oh, so. Perfect. Curtis, Welcome. final thoughts? I think once you realize that you don't have to give up your childhood joy to be an adult, Ooh. everything's going to be a whole lot better for you. Mm. Yeah. I think it's almost fun to do those childhood things as an adult. Yeah. Like, it's fun to embarrass yourself. Like, I'm 34 and I'm going to do this stupid thing. Oh, yeah. Cool. All the time at work. If there's any opportunity <laughs> to just, like, put myself on the spot and, like, get a laugh out of people, all for it. All for <laughs> it. That's good. Caleb? Uh, yeah. First of all, thanks, guys, for having me. This was a hey, lot yeah, of fun. I'm glad to have you. Yeah. It was a great time. Good food. Good, good people. I'd just say experience everything to the fullest. Every emotion. Feel happiness to the greatest, to the most that you can. Sadness to the deepest depths. Just feel every part of life because we only got one round at this. So just go deep. This is it. I mean, I think so. If there is, you know, reincarnation, cool. But God, I hope I don't come back as a cow. I hope I don't come back as Tusk. Uh, shout out to Kevin Smith who listens to the show. No, <laughs> no, no. probably not. No. <laughs> not even on his radar. My final thoughts be hmm, I have a lot of final thoughts. Create your own family. That's a good one. If you don't have a good mom and dad or even a sister or brother, create your own. They don't have to be blood. You can create your own family. I've done that. I had crazy parents, so I had other people I looked up to who were adults that I called my mom and dad because I couldn't get the emotional or the things out of my mom and dad so I got it out of other people I had a sister and I don't know if my real sister actually listens to this but we're kind of having a better friendship now and relationship now but I had a fake sister for a while and it was really cool having these conversations and building like my own family and I feel like I'm now doing that again with you know Drew and Curtis and hopefully Caleb and I will actually start interacting more and being having a family just creating your own like not even blood family and having those people in your lives and loving on other people and having conversations like we had we, yeah we were stupid in the beginning of this episode but we all enjoyed it and we're all laughing and we're all just enjoying each other's company we all ate food amazing burritos before we got onto the show and i think that's what adulting should look like just loving on each other being idiots together having a fun conversation and enjoying each other's companies without any agenda not anything we weren't pushing each other to you know follow my social media like my subscribe 
No, it's just, you know. You didn't tell me that I need to listen to the podcast. I did, to help you. And you can follow me. me at, you can follow me at Caleb Concarne on Instagram. Yeah. Cat pictures. Yeah. <laughs> My little Benny is so cute. Uh, all right, guys. Caleb is expecting new followers, all right? Yeah, I've got follow- like 20. <laughs> and I just hey, use it You're to about fo- to double overnight. I, I, I literally just use it to follow my nieces just to see, okay, are they being good? Am I, <laughs> uh, but they're really good kids, If you so. follow my Instagram, you could probably follow Caleb. He would be on there, so follow Caleb. I don't care who you are. I'm Do so it anyway. scared. <laughs> Please don't send me dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't know you were uncircumcised. <laughs> Final thoughts. That's what we're at. That's adulting. Yep. Just having fun with the people. <laughs> like, oh, having laughs and having fun. And I think that's adulting and realizing that you need people in your life like this. Mm-hmm. And enjoying each other and uplifting each other and having, and also talking about deep and hard things. Why not? Including penises. Why not? I was going to say, deep and hard. <laughs> I had it's to a go weird there. trend. Deep and hard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really immature. I look just to see how many followers I have. I have 50, and I'm following 69. I'm not changing. <laughs> I'm not changing 69. You can't, you can't add or remove <laughs> anything you're following. Uh, no, it's got to stay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I have like 150 or something like that. I don't, yeah, whatever. That's cool. I'll start sharing booty pics and double that number or something. I don't know. Wait, your booty? I don't know. Someone's I booty. might follow you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was you, too. <laughs> hey, Curtis, you remember how your ass <laughs> is No, don't tell the story. God, <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> we need to end this show. Hold on. It's really quick. That's uh, right, I don't have to say it. So Nick and I... Uh, <laughs> Nurbin. Yeah, Nurbin, at once upon a time, we were just flirting with some girls over text. And like we were trying to get it, them to send us butt pics. So they were like, well, we need butt what? pics. So I was like, all right. So I just like pulled it down yeah. and like just bare ass. Yeah. And, like You can even see a little bit of my sack in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that good. I, I, so sorry. from there on, that was Nick's picture. For like my contact profile, and then he said it on his mom's phone. No, 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 no. His mom took over the phone. Oh, that's what it was. His yeah. mom took over the phone, <laughs> and so now my ass is literally the contact information for Nick's mom. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So like every once in a while, like I'll just text her, just like, "Hey, Julie," and she's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> she'd be like, "Like that butt? You like that butt?" Oh my I god. actually think that. Uh, Doug now has that phone. Oh, that's great. I need to text so Doug your ass. <laughs> Oh, yes. I'm going to text Doug. This is going to be so good. What the hell? Or just the lyrics to my neck. Yeah. My back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this podcast started downhill and ended further downhill. downhill. <laughs> we ended in hell. Uh, that's all right. And that's adulting, guys. Um, that's our show. What a show. Our longest episode ever. Clocking in at over two hours. We'll see how much I edit out. You might need to make a part one, part two. No. No, no I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's too much work, buddy. <laughs> uh, if you like the show, please comment, contact. If you want to say how awful and disgusting we are, go to BetweenAlphaOmega.com and look at our contact form and fill out your complaints, and I'll read them on the show. 
and we will all react to them because that will be amazing. I look forward to that thoroughly. I I welcome it. Yeah, Why not? For sure. Uh, I'll be posting a blog next Thursday, and then well, no, wait, not next Thursday. The well, this show will happen in the future, so I will have a blog up about Terry the farmer and the story, and I'm not saying how I almost died. That will actually already be up. So hopefully you read that. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> That's the show. Love you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.